Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Here's where I'll give Matt credit. He didn't start bawling until he got down the <laughs> stairs. He hopped off on his own. No help. Hard to do hop. No know. help. He looks ready for it's that. It's hard yeah. to hop with help. How, how did people do? Just overall. You guys are struggling. Really? Not you. Bye, bye. I'm struggling for me, but Wait, not for in me. relation to you guys. Okay. A the news reporter conference. was breathless, wondering if anybody asked him about Axel. And, and, That's and, news? And then, You're not a capital J journalist. Please step right. aside and let the real reporters. Bill, what would you say to the fans <laughs> who, who demand to know? Unless he plays so middling that they can just get him on a oh. team-friendly deal. Yeah, but you got to pay somebody. <laughs> that's a sneaky yeah. negative but comment right there. Oh. It's too high. He didn't expect it to be that high and come down that fast. It's going to wow. take a few months. <laughs> Sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. Like, I just come out and say it. You yeah. just come out and say it. He yeah. skirts around the corner. I want to see Marcus skirt, Jones. Skirt, skirt. Yes. I just yeah. wish that we had some kind of clarity of what to expect and when to expect them. You know, Mike, you don't need to know. All right, fine. You don't need to know. Okay? Are Same. you picking the Patriots? This is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Tuesday here at Gillette Stadium, and, well... How do you feel? I mean, because uh, oh. it was hopeful. It was uh, a it's another victory Tuesday. It was valiant effort. Um, it was. I know it doesn't count as a win in the standings, but I went into the game thinking, okay, maybe we get to see what this offense can do without Mac, and we ended up being able to see <laughs> what it, what it could Hoyer. do without a quarterback. <laughs> no, without you know Hoyer, and I think there's some hope there for the offense. I really do. I mean. You know, they couldn't really open up the playbook for Zappi. Um, but I think the O-line played pretty well. And, you know, I I, I have hope. I think, uh, you know, who knows going forward. Yeah, I mean, it's you're, you're in the thick of it now. I mean, it's, it's hard for me not to just kind of bury this Green Bay game for what it was. You played your third-string quarterback. You lost in overtime. They fought hard. But... You know, now it's just like, well, now you got to win games. Like you're yeah. playing the Lions, you're playing the Browns. I, like these are, this is it. Now this, it's this it's, is it's, not a moral victory unless you win next week and you put some games together. You know, so let's. I'm not calling this a moral victory until I see what happens as a result of this game. Yeah, I mean, and I thought, you know, I thought Zappy was was fine. I mean, he didn't cost them the game. He made a couple throws, but you know, there, there wasn't a lot there for me to be like. Wow, this 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 guy's gonna push. I mean, we were making the joke. We were making the joke during the game, like, "Oh, Mac Jones is getting a little worried right now." I mean, but no. I what did what you know? They ran the ball well. I think that opened up some things for them. They were able to manufacture a couple of drives. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I think that you're talking about the third string quarterback offense, and this isn't the offense we want to see, or yeah. hopefully that we're seeing in a few I, weeks. So I, we didn't get a chance to see the offense. Yeah. That, that but, I agree with Fred. I was kind of looking forward to see if it looked any different, and then we didn't get to see the offense yeah. at all. But I think. I, I give an A in this game to Patricia and Judge. I would agree. You know, for the way they manage the situation. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you can say, you know, like, we don't have to get bogged down in semantics of moral victory and all that stuff. I think you could say a lot of good things about the Patriots without going overboard and saying they really won the game. Yeah. Like, I think that they showed tremendous character and heart. I, I talked the entire post-game show, and I still I feel exactly the same way I did Sunday night, Mike. I give them ridiculously high marks for going to Lambeau Field, losing your quarterback, and then playing with a third stringer who, let's face it, was given about, I don't know, conservatively 10 to 15 plays to work with, maybe? 
and they competed. They competed their asses off, and they gave themselves a chance to win. The other team was trying their best to lose, and you couldn't take it. It's unfortunate. Like, that's the part to me that is unfortunate, and that's why I don't, like, get bogged down in the, in the labels. I give them a lot of credit for going there. This is one of the rare times where really nobody gave them a shot to win. Right. And they had a shot to win. Yep. Right. They had every opportunity to win the game. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I mean, it's uh it's just unfortunate. They had their chances and I think, you know, these last few games, they played really well in in pockets, you know, like like the defense played really well in pockets and, you know, offensively, I I agree with you guys. I also think like Matt Patricia, the development of an offensive coordinator, so to say, is kind of on display. Like I think that they did a pretty good job. I also think that there are still moments where they kind of get lost and don't quite have the right, aren't pushing the right button at the right yeah. moment sometimes. I, I'm with Fred on this element. I, I understand where you're going, Mike, and I think it probably deserves a, a larger conversation. Yeah. I take this game in a vacuum. I don't sure. I don't look at this game as like, oh, these guys are coming along in their, in their approach. And, and this was everything we were thinking going in. We got to scrap all that. We got we to gotta take this kid by the hand in the three of us, Belichick, Patricia, Judd, we got to band together and we got to do whatever we can to get this guy through this game and and still have a chance to win. And they did that. They I did mean, yeah. you know, they took the ball out of his hands for the most part. I mean, he only threw 15 passes. Most of those were basically in obvious run situations where, you know, it's run for 5, run for 11, run for here's a hard play action we're going to we're going to yeah. pop one on you. And it, and they worked. And they they did a good job uh twice I thought of scheming up you know, chunk plays, twenty plus yard plays, one of them for the Parker touchdown. So I give I, I'm with Fred. I I give Patricia and Judge I've been critical of them, but I'll give them a lot of credit in this game because it's not easy to go into a game like that and, and have to completely scrap everything that you wanted to do because you I mean it wouldn't have been fair to Zappy to just say we can just run our offense like we normally would. Yeah. yeah. And people are, you know excited about the two Jones uh, Marcus and Jack. Marcus um, Jones has got yeah. me. You know me. Oh yeah. yeah, I got I got another. I got a bar Ooh. more like crush Ooh. going on. Yeah, Marcus I mean, Jones. finally he's doing what we thought he was here to do. He's he's got the job, and yeah. you know he was put in there, and I think he's now won the job. I yeah. Uh, they asked you know? yeah they asked Cam Acord about that today. I'm like, you really think he's made? Yep, it's his now. He's all good. He's he's not gonna have to worry. I mean, of course, probably that's what we were all waiting for when they drafted him. Um, just, I mean, every single one, he, I felt like he got a little more than you could have maybe expected as an average. Yeah, he gets up returner, there quick. Yeah. The twenty yarder in overtime, where you get the, to the fifty. I mean, it's uh, it's exciting. I think they need it's a game they winning need, play. Yeah, they need you know those kind of impact playmakers, and um, it's it's about damn time with Marcus Jones yeah. get him out there and, and let him do it. And you know? you know, we we like the confidence that Jack Jones is showing. Uh, you know, yeah, I think we're all kind of like, yeah, you know, little, when they, run, when they run right at him and he's got to come that. up on the edge. I mean, I think that he's scrappy, and I, 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 I don't think that he's afraid of contact. I think, you know, he just leans more into, as, as Paul said many times, trying to punch the ball out, yeah. maybe more so than than tackling guys. I like the Nantucket plays. S- I mean, two turnovers. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. Huge and, 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 that, and that makes up for a lot of stuff. But I mean, it's hard to, uh, you know, ignore. I think even Belichick and his comments were like, you know, was hinting at. Yeah, he had those two plays, but he also <laughs> Ty was, Law was, of all people was oh, was qu- questioning that quote. <laughs> and Ty Law, as you know, yeah. Fred uh, never uh, met a challenge that he disrespected. Didn't me think that me. he could meet. Yeah, but I think Marcus Jones is. I mean, I, people are excited about Jack for for obvious reasons, but I think Marcus Jones is where it's at right now as far as 
player that I'm most excited to bring a dynamic element without anything that I'm thinking at this point he yeah. could give you. So, have you a know, weakness. Strange is holding his own. If we can get Thornton in there, it's a pretty good draft class. Strange definitely well, we'll holding see. his own. Yeah, Strange definitely <laughs> holding his own. Ran <laughs> behind him a lot. <laughs> Jack, Jack Jones played a game and Marcus all, Jones returned I mean, two points. Zappy, pretty good draft I class. I mean, you, you nailed them all. Uh, but but I agree. I mean, you know, Thornton Thornton was probably the one early on you were most excited about, just from a from a trait standpoint. Right. You know, having some speed out there. You yeah, know, how much on. of a difference is going to make when they get out there? And if he's got you know Zappy is still out, are they going to be able to get him the ball? I don't know, but. Yeah, it's uh there were there were some good things. There were some good things for sure from the rookies. Yeah. Yeah, I have a, you know, bigger picture thing with Jack Jones, Freddie. Uh we'll talk about the game, I'm sure, over the, you know, the balance of our show today, but so Jalen Mills missed the game with a hamstring problem, assuming he comes back. Does Jack Jones in the promise that he showed and the playmaking, does that maybe allow you to say, "Okay, let's go with Jalen Mills and Jack Jones on the outside, move Jonathan Jones back inside?" I like that. I like that and, you potentially. Know, you know, I mean, instead of Miles Bryant, who I think, you know, struggled a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's an easy. I mean, I like that move better than trying to say, let's put Jack Jones in the slot. I haven't really seen him play there, but I, I like that one better. I mean, especially against teams where the slot might be more of an yeah, issue. Yeah, and there will be, you know, matchups that, yeah. you know, like the Miami again, you know, he might want to go with Jack Jones. I mean, uh, Jonathan Jones again on Ty- Tyreek Hill. Um, but, I mean, I think Jack Jones is a guy that the way he played Sunday – definitely warrants more more time and he's been i mean he he had a role on defense from day one he was out there against miami um you know in in some capacity so i don't know i think you could get some changes on the other side i think we started to see the transition with marcus cannon yes for isaiah win i I think that john smith injury kind of derailed that because they had so much now that i'm sort of hesitant to say that it's marcus cannon now because John o. Smith, I think, is going to be out. I mean, someone reported it was a high ankle sprain. Okay. Um, so if that's what it is, I think Greg Bedard uh, reported that. If that's what it is, you're not going to see him this week either. So do you bring Sokol up? Even if you do, do you still need Marcus Cannon to fill that extra tight end role? Right. Yeah. You know, you can't have him be the full-time tackle. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I wrote, I wrote down three issues after, after watching the game again. My three issues were right tackle consistency, tight end blocking and linebacker stops like i i feel like the tight ends are useless in the blocking game i mean i, I it's you painful. didn't think cannon was good at no, oh, cannon. Was sorry sorry hunter henry and john smith oh, i okay. like you know and i know that john who got hurt but they're trying to do so much with those guys blocking and they just have no juice in the blocking game at all there's no you know plus energy taking guy. i mean it's like they kind of run and they stop and they kind of get in the way but i feel like so many plays are getting blown up by those guys Paul brought up the right tackle thing. I mean, Isaiah Wynn. That's a problem. Again, Isaiah Wynn's been a problem. And, and just Marcus Cannon, like the smile on his face after the first run he, he was out there for that they got like seven, eight yards, and he just looked excited. And, you know, just that like body language to me was just get him in there. Get him in there. He wants to be out there. I know he's old, but he's big. He's done it before. My last one of the linebackers, like I just mm-hmm. – and I, I, I just was reading Evan's thing, and, and he pointed out something similar. Just – Juwan Bentley, I don't get it. Like he just they seem to run him into the line and then the guy goes through the hole next right. to him. And this is the, the fear he, that he, Mike he, and he's I He's too close. He doesn't have a chance I to just, see what's diagnosed. This is the fear that Mike and I were trying to talk about heading into the season through the summer. It was like, you know, Mac Wilson, Mac Wilson, Mac Wilson. This is what happens when you have like a guy who's really not a big enough player. You know, it, it, I think to be small and undersized, you have to be exceptionally athletic. Right. 
you know, and there are guys. There Your are examples. instincts have to be. Great. There are examples of those guys around the league. I don't think Mac Wilson ha- has proven to be that as an NFL player. I think there's some there's some value to Mac Wilson. I'm not saying he doesn't belong in the field, but I think you've seen the last couple of weeks when you get some power running attacks. Yeah, and that's why that's they, my, they went my to. biggest disappointment is after the first two yeah. weeks, I thought. Maybe maybe they have improved. Maybe the you know maybe the the front seven is better. It's not. I think it's tough. Look at what they do, not yeah. what they say. And Jamie what did Collins. they do? They, they signed did. Jamie Collins. But they did nothing. That's my my point. It's like I don't think they thought it was as big a deal. Well, they I, they decided not to get any linebackers. So. I mean, I think the McMillan thumb injury has probably played. I mean, I think he'd be playing maybe more than than Jelani Tavai would. But you know, and I, I actually thought Tavai played reasonably I well. I thought Tavai played reasonably well too. I just you know I, like I'm just. It jumped out to me watching it again with with Bentley, and it's like I like what some of these defensive linemen are doing. Like, I mean, you look at, you know, I like the the stat of stops. You know, like you make a tackle behind the line of scrimmage, you hold them, you know, from getting the yardage for a successful play. And I mean, Bentley's got three stops. I mean, he's forty eighth in stops per snap for linebackers. I mean, you look at the good defenses. Who's making the stops on those good defenses? The linebackers are. You look at ours. It's either. The front front guys like Godshaw, or it's the back end guys make it, and it's just I'm trying to struggle with what's going on with the run defense, and it's something we talked a lot about on the on the post game show, and that was kind of my deep dive of just like they're also 32nd in terms of Football Outsiders, you know, st- like power stops behind the line, like winning the, those stuff runs, 32nd in the league. They don't play behind the line of scrimmage. I don't necessarily think it's the defensive lineman's fault, who I think are pretty good at holding themselves. I do. I just don't think that they have the linebackers to get through. I think that is that's the to me right now is the biggest. I'm going to call out my guy, one of my guys. I called for it. I wanted more Barmore. I wanted more snaps. I don't think he's been effective with more. No, snaps. yeah, no, he's, he's had problems. He's, he's had been problems. A, a little bit disappointing. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not again. Doesn't mean that he's not still a really good player. Doesn't mean he's not going to still be you know uh, you know a force going forward. I just think that their run defense, it, it's all it's it's the entirety of the front seven. It's not just on linebackers. Like the front seven gets moved off the ball on a consistent basis, and that's through you know these these two games have been a problem to me. And I even go back to the Miami game, the short yardage plays they were able to run for first downs in that game. You know when when they wanted to line it up and run it, they were able to, even though they didn't have big numbers in that game. Pittsburgh was the was the one game that I thought they played really well. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you though, Paul. I don't I don't think that, I mean I think they do. They have their moments, but I think that generally, Godshaw, Carl Davis. Lawrence I think Carl Davis hurt. is. I think Carl Davis is He's, pretty good. He might Godshaw, be their best I, one. I have no use for. It. And Barmore ended up on his back more times in that game than I ever remember seeing. I have use for Godshaw. I think he's having a real good season. I, I mean, and Dietrich Wise has been pretty good oh, too. Wise has been good too. But I just, I don't think it's enough. And, and I'm not saying that they're consistent and they're great every down. But I, I would disagree on Paul's well, they, point. They get pushed around more. I would say more often than not, they're doing their job. And the linebackers are running into the wrong hole, and the guy's going through. That yeah. those are the big runs. That no, are making I've seen big, what big you plays. mean with Bentley. Like he's so close to the line. How on earth can you diagnose what's going on? You've already filled the gap. Yeah, and that's, and you don't even know if that's the gap well, to like fill. He's running it, run, like it's like a run yeah. blitz into the wrong hole. I just, right. You know, you don't have those guys that get over the top. I mean, there was a couple times. I mean, to Paul's point. Where Tavai on the backside is is getting there the same time as 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 Bentley is, you know. So, I, I just those off the ball middle spots I think are problems. Yeah, I'd I like would to agree see with Mike and that. I think the linebackers but. are a bigger problem, but I don't think the front has been great. I think Carl Davis in limited action, Carl is, Davis, he yes. shows up a little bit totally. And I think Dietrich Wise has played well. I, I don't think yeah. the other guys have consistently played well, and I don't think Lawrence Guy was consistently playing well when he was before he was hurt. Uh, I think that 
you know, Baltimore for the first three quarters ran the ball really well before Guy left the game the other day. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, two weeks ago. If Hoyer doesn't get hurt, do the Patriots win this game, everything else being even? It, it, the if same. the game unfolds exactly the same, I say yes, but the whole game changes. Because they can just do more on offense. The whole game completely changes. Yeah. yeah so it's hard to, it, you know, but if, if you want to say, but, you know, like, everything happened exactly the same, yeah. they, I think they win. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean the fumble. That I mean that didn't cost them, but field position. I mean that that took points off the board. I, I just wonder how much they had to work with when Hoyer went out. What did it really look like for the, like how much did they have to scramble? How much like no volume of plays they did had they have to left have. after I mean, that? I mean, no I'm sure way. they must have. Yeah, but of course they had to. Yeah. You know, I mean, talk about just testing a you know kind of a but a, I also a fledgling wonder, setup. How did that impact Green Bay? Like I, I, I was really struck by the candid nature of Rodgers after the game. Yeah, but admitted, like, yeah, playing against a third-string quarterback. I mean, we have to win that. I mean, like, (laughs) that's how he played. He played like they went into the game saying, there's no way we can lose this game. We have to win this. Like, they played like they didn't have any urgency at all until, like, the second half. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which was embarrassing. I thought Green Bay's performance was was really, like, for a so-called really good team, that was a troubling performance if I'm a Packers fan. No, I, I, I wrote in the first half, like, his passes, Rodgers' passes, looked like he was disgusted with his team. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And in, in the first half, some of those go routes that he threw, they had guys open. And he was just, like, chucking them. Yeah, those and the, the, I mean, the L pass, he was making, he made fun of himself so bad. Did you hear his comment on that? Like, his comment. His comment. Did you hear his comment <laughs> on that? Um, he, he said that was such a bad pass that Jack Jones almost overran it. Yeah. <laughs> um, because he just, like, I, I think he was just thinking, oh, I'll just throw a quick one out here. We'll get a first down. We'll see if we can get something going. Yeah. You know. And then Jack Jones was, like, like he has been all summer. He's, he's jumping, he jumps those ball. out routes. He's yeah. so good. He's a ball hawk. He's so good. <laughs> Yeah. I that was kind of me with Rashawn Gary. I, that was I I, yeah. I I thought he was awesome. I'll stay away from. I that think one. he's an awesome player, Rashawn Gary. I mean, he was all over the place. Um, you know, it's just it's a it's a sample of a defense that has a bunch of first round picks that seem like they know what they want to do, and uh, and th- th- that guy on the edge is just he was he was a bit problem from start to finish. So we're left with wildly entertaining second half, though I will say that. Well, I mean. You know, you talk about TV ratings. It's the first game this year for the Patriots that they've gone over a 30. Oh, and so it's not the new way that they're recording yeah. the ratings. Uh, you know, People so actually watch this I think one. they peaked at like a 36, you know, because it was a good game. And, it was and fun the, to watch. And the 4 o'clock start, too. The 425 start helps. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's like me, peaked at 36. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I <What>? mean... <laughs> What did you say? It's like me. I peaked at 36. Oh, you peaked at – I thought you said it's me. Picked 236. But, you know, just from a fan standpoint, it was a thoroughly entertaining game. I mean, they still do it. Yes. I mean, the Tampa Bay game last year, the Dallas game last year, I mean, they still are able to, you know, produce these games. They haven't been able to get over the hump and win them yet, which I think is, the you know, the big next step for them to, you know, not just have these moral victories against good teams. You know, you go toe-to-toe. Well, that's that's why I don't really care what happens in the next five weeks. Like, it's going to be a while before I can see if there's any impact. You know, I'd say if there's two things that I think we're missing right now, it's the linebacker play and tight end play. Man, we could use some tight end play for this offense. You know, I think yeah. they could use a lot of things. Well, I know. Well, you gotta I know, start somewhere. Yeah, you got to <laughs> right. You got to start somewhere. You know, it's just we're not getting anything. Got to get Mac from, back from the tight end. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean everything else seems like secondary to the quarterback issues of not only getting Mac back, but 
you know, hoping hoping that the, this run game can continue this trajectory of, of how well they're running the ball, and you know, hopefully that will help it help Mac when he gets back. I heard during the third quarter, Mac called Bill and said, "Hey, I'm feeling a lot better." <laughs> That's that was our joke during when the Zappy game. threw that touchdown pass. Uh, we're like, "Uh oh, Max!" <laughs> Max, when, doing when in reality, right now. you know, if you were going to go and have to, <laughs> I would have been like, "Yeah, no, I think it's going to be two more weeks." <laughs> Good luck with that. Hoyer's out. I think it's going to be two more weeks before I'm ready. Do you think so they're going to roll uh, Johnu out this uh, this week and just have him stand at practice with his high ankle sprain and watch? Throwing <laughs> passes into the net. So, so, you know, the big question was, you know, had Zappy got hurt, then what? You know, and I heard bite. that Hunt, uh, Hunter Henry might have been uh, called into action. That was Kendrick Bourne and Devontae Parker, yeah. according to those yeah. uh, in the press box, were doing a lot of throwing yeah. in between series. But I think they would have gone wildcat with I the I think they would have, too, with yeah. Damian Harris. Yeah. I think Damian Harris did some wildcat at Alabama. Yeah. I wouldn't have been surprised if they went in that direction. Yeah. But, I mean, they're in a – And I'll tell you, when, when he got – when Bailey got – Bailey, I don't ever do that. When Zappi got lit up, um, there was a second I was like, oh, Jesus, right, yeah. now where did they go? Yeah. They're know? in a little bit of a pickle right now. <laughs> Whew. So, <laughs> I think scary. because of that, I don't think it will happen, but I think there's a chance that Mac comes back this week. Oh, yeah? Because I think that there's some uh, like I'm going to operate under the premise that Hoyer is out. I don't know. I don't have any information on that. Yeah. But I just think to be ruled out that quickly with a concussion means he had a concussion, even though they just call. I think they called it a head injury. Right? Yeah. And then they ruled him out. And then they ruled him out quickly. So I think to get out of concussion protocol and get back. Now we'll see tomorrow. Uh, you know, on Wednesday when they practice, Evan will go out there and give us the update. If he's out there at practice, then, you know, I, I think Hoyer will start. What if they're all back? What if it's like <laughs> well, I think Hoyer in a concussion I think there's Mac a chance you'll see Eagles Mac again. <laughs> Don't confuse what Mac did last week with practicing. Mac was out there. He was listed as oh, I DNP. Know. I watched him. Right? So he didn't practice. <laughs> he did not even take a step. Okay. So I think be, I'm with Fred. Like, if you have to go into a week and you're saying, all right, we need to formulate a real, actual NFL game plan with Bailey Zappi. And this is no disrespect to a rookie fourth-round pick. We saw him this summer. He's far, far away from being able to operate the offense that you would need. You can do what you did on Sunday. How many times can you do that and expect to be competitive? Especially when the other team knows it's coming. And right. now they're like, oh. Well, if there's a quarterback signing this week, then we know that well, Hoyer's definitely not coming back. Well, I think you'll see a quarterback signing this week. I'd oh, you be do? stunned if you don't. I mean, on the practice squad. But you you got to have some layer of protection. Right. What yeah. Like – Okay, let's. If Mac Jones plays on Sunday, are you confident that he's going to be still playing in the second quarter? Yeah. I mean, he couldn't even walk yeah. four days ago. <laughs> yeah, and I listen. I'm not telling you he can't play. I'm telling you sometimes desperate times call for de- desperate measures. I don't think they want him to play. But if Hoyer can't go, and and it's just Zappy, then maybe Mac, you know, feels some pressure. I'm I got to get back. back out there. I got to be out. I got to be out there for my guys. You know, that's what happened to Garoppolo, right? You know, all of a sudden, Brady's suspended. Garoppolo separates his shoulder. It's down to Jacoby Brissett, and it's all on Brissett. And then he hurts his thumb, and then they kill him. They kill Garoppolo for not coming back because we need you. Right. Oh, so it has nothing to do with my shoulder. It's you need me. Right. And that's what I'm, I'm, I'm really worried that that's what's going to happen to Mac Jones. You know, Cam is spelled Mac. You know, Mac spelled backwards. Oh, oh please, McClellan. No. I'd rather put Harris back there in Wildcat the whole game. But I was just yeah, thinking, like, if you needed a quarterback who you know you're not really gonna run your playbook, 
Cam's kind of you know he could just run wildcat. He could run oh, yeah. option. You thought the you thought the playbook changed can we last not? time, Cam. Can we not? All right. The last couple of years we've had a couple. I know, like the Jake Dolagala. We call, we talked about him yeah. um, a little bit on Sunday. He's Did we have around. Garrett Gilbert? Was he yeah, here? But then recently? he got signed to Washington. Right. That yeah, was, he like, had to play a game for Washington. Yeah. So there's been a couple guys that have been around. So but. I I would see if one of those guys is interested. You know. I was a little surprised that we didn't hear about a workout yesterday, but we'll see. How about that guy Chad that worked out recently? For one of <laughs> I mean, the, must- oh, the oh, mustache. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Kind of look like Eli Manning. No thanks. Did you hear him last night? Yeah. <laughs> there was a streaker in the Rams game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I heard. And then making fun of him. Bobby Wagner just drills the Dr- guy, yeah. and Peyton's like, "That's it, Bobby. <laughs> Good job by Wagner there." And then <laughs> Eli just like with that deadpan, like really undertone. He's like, "I mean." If you're going to streak, right, you streak, right? You strip. You go naked. You go full throttle. Oh, was it? They weren't <laughs> fully, they weren't fully you know, He goes, go full throttle. What are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Was the guy in the uh, in Super Bowl 38 that Chatham, was he was he butt naked? No. He had, like, sh- he socks had and like, shoes um, on, didn't he? Didn't he have, like, he, a body uh, sock kind of thing? No, on? he had, like, like a, a like a something over like his a package. jock, but it was with clear plastic so it looked from behind oh. like he was wearing but nothing but he, he was covered up his I was junk so, was covered I was up. so far away Mike I don't really know of course I, I, I was zeroed in on it <laughs> what's going on <laughs> I actually was next to Fred at that time I was in the real <laughs> press box for that one back when they still let you up there yeah, yeah. Matt Chatham's claim to fame that's it smoked him yep <laughs> he did smoke him he did a good job on that one uh, 855-PATS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. 855-PATS-500 is the kind of a weird uh, Sunday. A lot of close games, a lot of comebacks. Yeah. You know, it looked like the Bills were going to get were lose, and then they just came right back and Baltimore won that going game. For, uh, going for it on fourth down. What, yeah. What was weird for me was, we, like, Mike and I were watching all the 1 o'clock games on Red Zone, and every game seemed to be in the same, like, ridiculously dreary conditions. And all of a sudden, we go to Lambeau Field, and it was like a spotlight was on Green Bay. Yeah. And, like, the sun was out. It was beautifully gr- – like, the field was immaculate. The gr- Like, you, you're watching a game at, at, like, Heinz Field. The field already looks like, you know, they had three three world wars t- <laughs> took place there. You know, the, uh, Philadelphia, Baltimore. Uh, I, I, I think uh, the Giants game was at MetLife. It was like – driving rain and wind it was awful conditions and it just was the most picturesque sight it was pristine yeah. yes yeah. like the was i not my overstating that the field looked field, absolutely beautiful on tv to yeah. the point where i i said is this real grass and i looked it up it's a hybrid gla- grass it's grass in some synthetic um that they weave together that's me yeah. you know but it, it looked <laughs> smoked the bejesus <laughs> it, it was really it was perfect that field um it's hybrid <laughs> You know, bluegrass. What uh, what did you get to eat? What did you eat? What did you eat in Wisconsin? Uh, we I went to Lombardi's. It was in the hotel. I just sat at the bar and ate there. Nothing special. You just went to the hotel bar. It was Lombardi's, a steakhouse. It's nice, Fred. Yeah, we walked around. I went to a cigar bar, watched a little college football before dinner. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that was good. Oh, cheese. You gotta get the cheese. Nah, I don't need that. Curd. Yeah, well, but I know that that's true. You the young, are, you the, young are the young kids went bar hopping. We we stayed at uh in Appleton, and there's it's like a nice strip of stores, restaurants, and bars, and so they went bar hopping. But I can't do that anymore. No, no, you know we're I'm, we're snoring by nine thirty. Yeah. That's the old guys. We're, yeah, <laughs> what? 
I wasn't asleep. So we went out in Appleton before. That was a long time ago, though. Yeah, that was like oh six. Yeah, that was the thirty five nothing game. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. No. Oh. Well, Brett Favre started played like a serious right was he to hurt? keep his fraudulent streak going. Yeah, I remember that one. So all right, um, yeah. So any any other NFL things you wanted to bring up or you know, uh, just Jamie Collins yeah. back? I mean, that's practice. You know, squad. we talked about that a little bit on the practice squad. Harvey Longy released. Um, we'll see what happens. Cannon did revert to the practice squad, but I feel like that could be a promotion to to active roster. I think they still have a spot with could just going on IR last week so I, I don't think anybody would would really question that move of, of bringing him back and you know it's, it's just a question of can you know is Isaiah Wynn then ready to play that kind of like third tackle tight end kind of spot can he do that I'm sure he can but yeah I don't know I just would feel I'd feel a little bit better about the right side of the line if, if Cannon gets in there I mean the Lions who oh, here we the go. Patriots next opponent 45 points and a loss um, they're leading the league in points scored and leading the league in points allowed I mean, in a bad way, fast yeah. and loose. I yeah. mean, it just, you know, it's like part of me is thinks like, well, the old Patriots would always kind of beat a team like this. But I also just think that this is a team that isn't really a team you can pin down. Like, I mean, you might get them, but they just don't really seem to care. They'll score, they'll score 35 and they'll give up 37. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you don't really know what to expect from them. And I, I feel like that's a little bit dangerous. We'll see. I mean, I think the big part of it is, is St. Brown and, and Swift, you know, if those two guys can come back and, Give that offense a boost. I mean, they scored all those points without those two guys, probably their best players. So I think they yeah, have. It doesn't a good sound like the offense needs a boost. Yeah, I think, like the I think they does. have a good offense. I do. But I do wonder also if I know Philadelphia, most of the second half, they were down two scores. To their credit, they kept, kept fighting back 38 um, 35. The Seattle game. Most of the second half, they were down two scores. Again, to their credit, they kept fighting back 48-45. Now, the other games that they had, they won a game that they scored like 32 or something like that. And uh, 30, 36, actually, 36-27, they beat Washington. So that's, yeah. I mean, they, they won a game and they scored 36. And the other game was 28-24 against Minnesota. Good So I do think they have a good offense, but I wonder if maybe it's a little inflated in that they're behind in the second half of some of these games. They they have good players, so they're able to make some plays in situations where maybe the defense is a little different. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, like I haven't watched the games closely. I'm just that's very uh, superficial. But Mike's right. DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams both are capable running backs, averaging uh, you know well over for a carry I think in they, Swift's I case. Think they lead like the eight. league in uh, 5.9 yards per carry in their, in their rushing game. Yeah, that, that's exactly right, uh, Freddie, 5.9. And so that they've rushed the, they've run the ball well. St. Brown has been as productive as virtually any eight receiver not named game. Cooper Cup. Yeah, right. You know, 23 catches in, in uh, three games. is is That's no joke, eight catches a game. Um, I think Josh Reynolds is a solid NFL yep. receiver. TJ Hawkinson had a career day at tight end the other day in – and I think Jared Goff is not going to be confused with a top 10 guy, but I think he's, at, with some experience, I think he's gotten better, and I think he's a decent fit for this offense. I yeah. think that he's 11 touchdowns, three picks. So I don't, I'm not telling you their offense stinks and it's overrated and all that. I think it's a pretty good offense. I just don't know if it's one of those offenses that, you know, you, you, I mean, you could just slow them down. You're not going to stop them. No, I think you can probably force some mistakes with these guys. Yeah, I like I like their offensive line too. I mean, I think Frank Ragnall was a guy that that I think the Patriots were kind of interested in. Sewell from from last year, 
you know, who's who's a really he, good right he tackle. He may be the best player in that draft class. You know, it's him uh, and Slater. Yeah, so I mean, I think they they give Goff some time. They're able to open up some holes. And I mean, I you know, I I just wouldn't be surprised either way. Like, I think if they came in and all oh, the Patriots, they kind of figured this offense out and shut them down. I mean, that's maybe the old school yeah, approach I, I, to it. I'd be stunned if that. If happened. they hold them under twenty, I'd be shocked. But oh, I think I, yeah, I'd be I'd I mean, be really surprised if they gave up more than thirty. So I don't know. We're kind of stuck in that middle area with these guys. Yeah, I wouldn't really be shocked game. if they're under twenty, but I'd be shocked if they got shut down. In other words, like it's one of those, you know, 212 yards of offense and, you know, 12 points. I'd be shocked if it was one of those days. All right. 855-PATH-500 is the ace ticket hotline. Web radio at Patriots.com is the email address. Uh, Let's turn to our listeners, see what they have to say. Uh, Patty's in Agawam on the ace ticket hotline. What's up, Patty? What's up, gentlemen? Hey. Hey. So I wanted to do a couple would-you-rathers and then throw out uh, my state of the Patriots so far through four weeks so uh this is regarding signing a quarterback on the practice squad would you rather cam newton or danny etling i want no <laughs> i have no interest in either one of those players yeah yeah but you have to choose paul that's the game i'll take paul. Has damian, damian harris quarterback i don't even know yeah i can't say cam newton and, uh, danny com- etling. coming up in this year's draft would you rather them get a dynamic tight end with their first pick or like a franchise tackle, right or left? Ooh, franchise tackle. I'm going to stun you by saying that. Over a dynamic tight end. Right. Like what, you know, like George Kittle. Like to me. How about TJ Hawkinson? <laughs> I'll, no. take the, I'll take the tackle. Take the tackle. Okay. At this point, probably the tackle. I'm with you, Paulie. Like if you had Kyle Pitts or Rashawn Slater, which one would you take? I would take Slater. I mean, I, I mean, we'll see what Pitts ends up being, but I just think it's hard to yeah. dominate like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Pitts pretty good. And through four games. Is he? Uh, to me, this team, I know. Kyle Pitts? From Atlanta? Really, uh, no, he's not that much. What happened? Out there, but but um, through four games, at least, this team looks like a reasonable facsimile of last year's team. And I'm just hoping that when Mac is back and towards the end of the year that we, we actually see them start beating some of these better teams in the league. You know, hopefully they pull out a win against Miami and can steal one against Buffalo. But at least through four weeks, it, it kind of looks the same as last year. And well, that's all I got, Kate. Okay. I mean, I think this year could be better than last year if Mac kept playing and progressed. It's all about Mac. It's all about Mac. But wouldn't you say through the three games that he played, it looked very similar to last year? Um. Because I would kind of agree with with Patty on sure. that. Yeah, I would say so. Generally, yeah. I mean, it's it's I mean, it's not really hard to see this season looking a lot like last year with the games the way they've lined up, and you know, I think that that's the question that last that last month of the season, those last six eight games, how can they, you know, beat those good teams? That's that's the big one. Let's go to Tyler in Connecticut. What's up, Tyler? Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Hey. So, uh, first time calling. I've been listening since 2019. I appreciate uh, all the insight you guys give us on the Patriots. Um, my question is about I- injuries. Have the Patriots always been like this as far as not giving a straight answer on injuries? I mean, I go on NFL Network and I see the next day teams saying statuses of players the next day. Is this a tactic of Bill Belichick or yeah, something yes. that he's always done? Every team's a little different. I, like I've, I've seen coaches like – bring out their team doctor and actually have him answer questions to to and the in the extreme of what we do and it's always been like that um there was a i remember when parcells was here we got tagged uh a fine for not 
putting something accurately on the um, injury report, and after that, like they went overboard the other way. They oh, listed everybody. Belichick has done. Belichick's done the same thing. They they tr- they do the absolute minimum. Always. Yeah. They've always been somewhat limited yeah. with their information regarding yeah. injuries. It's you know it's yeah. I just I feel like I saw it more this season with Tyquan Thornton and Ty Montgomery and it, it just I wasn't too sure how that yeah. works. And and you know Belichick got that from Parcells. He did. You know Parcells right. famously said, "I'm in the business of getting information, not giving it." So it was Correct. always the the bare minimum. Fair enough. Uh, my last question for you guys. The rookie running backs. I know uh, Harris is on the practice squad. Here strong. I see him on the sideline sitting there. You guys think he'll get in there at all this season? I mean, I right now you don't need him. Yeah. I, and, and you know this. Right. I, I hear that on the blog. Okay, now we need to get strong involved. No, we don't. <laughs> we don't need to do that. Isn't <laughs> the whole point of splitting the carries between Harris and Stevenson so you don't need another guy? Right. Yeah. Right. Like he's there, and it's good Absolutely. that he's there because of. Probably one of them's going to get dinged up at some point. Then you'll, you right. know, if yeah, that happens, then you, you'll, and then you'll use, you'll need somebody. Yeah, but, Mon- but Montgomery might be back yeah. by that point. Thanks, too. Tyler. Right, right. Yeah, but like it's always like, okay, we've got these guys. Now let's get this guy. Yeah, you and, know, and like, listen, we it, have to play with all our toys. He's just, he's just a rookie. He's coming out of one double A. Um, I'm willing to be patient. I, I haven't really seen anything from Pierre Strong yet. No. no. You know, no. it doesn't mean like you. You made a point earlier in the show, Freddie. You know, you know, Cole Strange is starting. Um, Jack Jones and Marcus Jones both had good contributions on, on Sunday, and Bailey Zappi stepped off the bench and did enough to put you in position that you had a chance. It's a pretty good draft class. Yeah. Like, it, you know, shaping up is a pretty good draft class. It's a long way to and go. Thornton's the MVP who never played. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, he'll get better and better as the weeks go by. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think there's this desire that, like, every guy's got to be great. And, you know, we're wasting this opportunity, you know, like, Pierre Strong really didn't do a lot in training camp. What was like your feeling on James White when he was here his rookie year? And I mean, didn't really play, but did you have any like? Did he show well, I anything? He, I thought he looked good. In the, I thought on? he looked good in the summer, but he yeah. didn't get any chances to play. But he was also behind. Like yeah. the difference to me is he was behind an established guy at that spot, whereas the opportunity is there for the taking if he has the ability to be a third down guy. There's no one here. Yeah, I, I you mean, know, I, there's no James White. There's no Brandon Bolden, and now there's no Ty Montgomery. There's an opportunity if he was willing, you know, if he was able to to fill that. Yeah, I think I think it's just one of the bigger surprises for me from the summer was just not really ever seeing anything out of either of those guys that, you know, gave you pause. I mean, I would think even with like Ridley and Vereen when they came in, or you know, that's why I asked about James White. I don't really remember him in the preseason, but you know, at least you knew out of the gate that all right, there's something there. I I don't really. Know I like I like the, the James White draft pick, so I think I'm kind of a little biased on that. Maybe I saw more than was really there. Yeah. On the positive side, because you know how I am. I have my pets, <laughs> both ways. I and I'll admit that I'm I'm too harsh on guys that I initially write <laughs> off. So I'll I'll gladly admit that yeah. sometimes my biases work for and against me. Yeah, I think I think James White was just a steady guy, so he never really like amazed you. In the summer, when he first got here, but he was just he just steady. No, you know? but he was behind Vereen. Yeah, too, so you he never really got a chance. One more thing to bring up too that I don't think really gets mentioned is I think I think Stevenson's still got some issues in pass protection. Like I think that those are that that's something that is is a problem at times. That I think people are putting too much on the offensive line with him a little bit on third down. I know one that of I know one of the sacks he had a chance to pinched, sort of should have should have chipped the guy, yeah. but I I there was another one too. 
with another one of the sacks where it was to the left side and it was kind of him and Trent trying to work a two-man combo coming off the left side. I think they put it on Trent, but it just it doesn't look like he's got it all down just yet in pass yeah. protection. Uh, let's go to Leon, who's in Wisconsin. What's up, Leon? Uh, hey, uh, I have a fun question. So, nice. What do you guys think the chances are that the Bailey Zappe, Zape, and uh, Mac Jones thing becomes like a Brady and Bledsoe situation? <laughs> what are the chances you guys think that happens? Bailey Zappe. I don't think it. I I don't think that would happen. I don't. Yeah. I don't think Zappe's that good. Yeah, no. I'd, I'd agree with Fred. Yeah. I'd agree with Fred. I, mean, All right, I got one more question. I don't. You know how Odell Beckham's always flirted with the idea of going to the Patriots or we hear these headlines? What are the chances you guys think we actually bring him uh, on board this season? Probably not high. But yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say But if he got healthy and he wanted a job, and I mean, I could maybe. But, I mean, he's still all around the Rams, right? Like, didn't they have him, like, on the field? Like, Looks like the Rams stuff? could probably use him. Yeah. They, I mean, well, the they, co- they do because it, that whole passing attack is just Cooper well, Cup. Stafford can't get anybody else involved. Stafford got a Super Bowl, and I, I think he's <laughs> dropped off. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, mean, I think I Cooper think so Cup too, has 43, Thanks, 43 catches, and the next highest guy has, like, 10. That's how crazy it was. Him and St. Brown probably. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, all right, 855-PATS-500, web radio at patriots.com is the email address. Uh, so let's go to— So who starts this week, Freddie? Who starts at quarterback this week? Is Hoyer healthy? I, 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 we don't know any oh. of this information. I'm asking you to give me your thoughts today. I mean, as you like to say in the picks contest, it's not like anything's on the line. I here. mean, the whole Tua <laughs> thing is, you know, on everyone's mind. So everyone's going to err on the side of caution. See, to me, it has nothing to do with that. If he has a concussion, he has a concussion. If he doesn't, he can play. I think he has a concussion. Yeah. Could he have a concussion and play? Is that, I mean, no, I don't no. think the timing, the God, timing no. could never work out. I'm saying if he has a concussion uh, from, su- from cleared, Sunday, though. if he had a concussion from Sunday and Too got short. cleared, then I think he should play. But I don't think he would get cleared. I, don't th- right. I think he has a concussion. Like, I don't think this was like. Because of what happened to Tua, they said, no, 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 you have a concussion. <laughs> no. Which I think a lot of people, not you, Fred, but a lot of people, I think on Sunday there were a lot of concussions. A lot of guys were out of games quickly due to concussion. I think it was like 11, um, you know, something like that. I don't just think that that's an overreaction to what happened to Tua. But, you know, I think that's part of it. But I don't think it's just an overreaction. You either have a concussion or you don't. Well, you know, it's funny because, like, they've been touting, oh, over the last X amount of years, concussions have gone down because of the safety measures. Is that why? (laughs) You know? Is that why they've gone down? I also loved the the, the stats that came out in the summer with those guardian caps. Oh, yeah. Touting how few – because they were comparing training camp to training camp. Well, do you think it has anything to do with the fact that, I, I don't know, I watched every Patriots practice. I never saw them hit. Right. <laughs> right. So it's probably hard to get a concussion when you're not hitting anymore in, in training camp. Right. Yeah. Let's say a dozen players this Sunday. Twelve. Yeah. And, again, I know a concussion's a hard thing to diagnose. Like, there's no, it's not a broken bone is the old cliche, right? You can't just put an x-ray up and say, oh, yep, concussion. So, yeah, if, if a guy has a concussion, are the medical people right now probably going to look at this and say, Let's make sure we're extra careful with Brian Hoyer. And before we clear him, we're going to make sure we're going to have all our I's dotted and T's crossed and make sure this is above board. Yeah, Yeah. I think there's probably some of that going on. Point of emphasis. Yeah, that's where I think the Tua impact comes in. I don't think Brian Hoyer was forced to leave the game on Sunday with a concussion because of what happened to Tua. You know, I just saw the video of Shaq Leonard for the Colts. Did you see that? 
No. He was out. Like, that's not because of what happened to Tua. <laughs> no, but that he that he wasn't allowed to come back in the game. But Tyrod Taylor went down out. and let like he let the ball like he was like his he was limp. His body was like he had lost the ball. Yeah, but if someone did this week what Tua did last, you know, two weeks two ago, weeks ago, he'd be out. Yeah, you know, because now it's like I don't care what the protocol right. is. Let's make sure correct. This guy's wobbling all over the place. correct. So Whereas Brian Hoyer immediately went off the field himself and, and went right to the tent. Yeah, and he, then quickly from the tent. To the locker room, yeah, uh, you know. So, so little, then I, I, oh, we I got think, some information. I think Zappy just, just will, a little context. AJ McCarron's working out for um, for the Giants today, so you know, oh, just showing yeah. you who's out there. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to hear a name attached to the Patriots at some point soon, because I think whether Mac Jones, Brian Hoyer, and let's just say all three of them are healthy, it's tenuous, right? Yeah. Like if Mac Jones is able to play on Sunday. Can you go into that game saying that I'm pretty sure he'll still be playing in the second quarter? Right. I got to see him jog out and, first. <laughs> and Brian Hoyer, you don't have any idea probably now if he's going to. I mean, unless he's already out of protocol, which I think is highly unlikely. And has con, has Hoyer had a concussion history in the past? I I, 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 I don't know. Needed to make a, d- a dive on that. I I feel like he has. Um, I mean, I I I, I, I mean, I I always sort of operate out of the premise that these guys all have con- concussion histories because they've all played football at a high level for a long time, uh, even, Re- even rookies. Reno has a question. Why Why can't you all have all 53 players active on game day like you do? Uh, why do you have to have an inactive list? Yeah, the, the short answer to that, as Belichick has explained it to me in the past, is that not all teams have 53 healthy players. Right. So – there would be a chance if you have a 53-man roster and you don't have any injuries, but the team you're playing has, you know, five guys that are hurt. Well, now now it's 53 healthy bodies, you know, against 48 healthy bodies. That's why they feel like if you have an inactive list, that more than likely is full. It's going to make up all of your your injured players. Yeah. And then uh, his second question is: Did players not change teams before free agency was a thing? Hmm. Um, obviously far less often, but yeah, I mean, there were trades and, and, and whatnot, but you know, Patriots famously traded Jim Plunkett to San Francisco for three first round picks and, and, and more, um, you know, Dan Pastorini and Ken Stabler were traded for each other, uh, in the early eighties. Um, so there are, there are examples of guys that change teams without necessarily like getting released and just getting picked up by somebody else. But yeah, obviously free agency has changed that. Yeah, thanks to Matt Morell. He sent me a thing, um, just a little history. Hoyer Hoyer had two concussions in less than a month uh, with the Texans back in 2015, so definitely has some history there. Hmm. Uh, back to the phones, Willems and Philem. What's up, William? Hey, Brett. How you doing? Good. Hey, Paul, I just wanted to uh, clarify something. When you said uh, about uh, who's the linebacker, Cameron growing that the uh, Patriots drafted, you said he was a fifth-round pick. Yeah. What I was trying to explain – when I was trying to explain to you is this, they was big on him. So they passed up on Devin Lloyd or even trying to get maybe uh, Roquan Smith. You see what I'm saying? But now you had to go get Jamie Collins back. How do, but how do you know that? You, you see what I'm saying? Huh? How do you know they passed up on Devin Lloyd because of Cameron McGrone? Because they went with the left guard. and went got, uh, No, I, I, I understand that. They went with the left guard. But why right. do you think that that was because they had Cameron McGrone? Oh, okay. I, I, I mean, I don't. I mean, you might be. I, I, you might be a hundred percent right, but I right. think that 
they very well could have loved Devin Lloyd or Nicobe Dean. Okay. And they liked Cole Strange better. Right? I, I, I sure. like I don't know what McGrone has to do with it. Yeah, that that's that's my point. Um but I also don't know and this is one of the things about the Patriots that you you know, you rarely find out these kinds of things. Sometimes little right. nuggets trickle out. They don't let you know what their board looked like. And you, it, I, for all I know, it was going to be a guard all the way. Thanks, William. You know, I, I don't know. But I know there was a lot of talk in the media about the young linebackers that had really yet to play. The Uches, the Jennings, the McGrones, um, to a lesser extent, Raekwon McMillan, who got hurt last year. There was a lot of talk about those guys this offseason. My guess is that William is, is, is somewhat right in that when the local reporters are talking up those kinds of guys, generally someone's telling them, this is why we didn't, this is why we didn't take, we, we, we're, happy, we're high on these guys here. I would argue that's foolish. For a fifth-round pick who's never played in the league, you, you're not going to take, you know, if you don't like Devin Lloyd or you don't like anybody else, that's fine. But I'm not going to ignore a highly touted linebacker because I have a fifth-round pick coming off a torn ACL who's never played a snap in the league, right? Does that make any sense? And I don't think no. Belichick does that. No, no, and I I mean, and I even, I just think it was more about the veterans. It was about Wilson. I mean, unfortunately, it was about Tavai. They like him. They they, they see him as one of their guys as, as an unside off-the-ball linebacker. Um, and, and as you said, McMillan, I, I think it's more, more about them. I don't know. I just wonder if there was anybody ever inside this building saying we're really high on Cameron McGrone. Like, I mean, no offense to him, but he just seems like a mobile special teamsy flyer coming off an injury. I, I don't. I never really expected him to be Mr. All World linebacker this year. Right, like, and I, I you know, I, I think he's been. I think he's been battling some injuries right now too, yep, while on out. the practice squad. Um, but it is interesting when they bring back Collins, they let go Longy. So maybe they do kind of look at McGrone as a guy that might be able to do these things if he's healthy. Because Longy, I mean, I think as recently as two weeks ago, was elevated, right? Wasn't he yep. on the active yep. roster like one. two weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, he had one at elevation. Yep. Um, and now evidently he's working out with the Ravens. Yeah, just like that. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I just I, – I, I think that we didn't see him get any time this summer. Like, he got no meaning – not a single meaningful snap. Well, McGrone. McGrone. Yeah. There wasn't one time where – it seemed like they even gave him a shot, whereas you couldn't say that about Jack Jones, Marcus Jones. I mean, uh, you know, you saw these other guys out there. Got at least know, a look. That's why ne- I, I haven't really had much, you know, um, I haven't had much optimism on Ronnie Perkins for the same, same reason, yep. which is another guy Completely. I left out of that right. whole list. Yep. We just haven't seen him get any, what I would say, high-level reps. And by high-level, I mean at least with the first two groups. Yep. You know? You like Josh Bledsoe yep. got a ton of there reps you with, you know, with guys that are going to play. I don't think he'll ever be out there unless you have a rash of injuries at safety. But he got a ton of reps playing like next to Devin McCourty, even with the depth that they already have established at safety. Yeah, uh, Bill in DC. Happy Moral Victory Tuesday. <laughs> when the schedule came out, I had the Patriots record at one and three, so I can't be too unhappy. And then I had them going four and one for the next five with an automatic win against Detroit. Now with Mac probably out, I'm kind of pessimistic about this Sunday. Detroit gives up a ton of points, but they also score a ton. In fact, they're averaging 35 a game for tops in the league. If Zappi's the starter, I have a hard time believing the Patriots will get into the 30s. 
How do you guys uh, see this game playing out? I need someone to talk me off the ledge. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I think if they allow if they allow 35 points, that's going to be an awfully tall task for Bailey Zappi. If it's Mac Jones and he's healthy enough to do it, maybe. I don't feel great about that either. I agree. I agree. They got to find a way to keep Detroit in the low 20s, not the <laughs> not the mid 30s. It's just a really interesting game. I, I mean, like you know, it's just and 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 on top of it, the Patriots are wearing their throwbacks, which just adds a whole nother level of emotion to it for me. Can't lose <laughs> <But> this one. <laughs> Can't know, lose. But just what a I mean, and after watching the Lions on on hard knocks, it, it just their style, a team like I it I it's it's a it's a really really crazy matchup that like I just I think they need to keep the game under control because if it gets fast and loose. And it's getting back and forth and mistakes and mistakes and mistakes on both sides. I don't think that's good for the Patriots. Steve in Carmel, New York. The game reminded me a lot of Dallas from last year. Had chances to win both, gave up brutal third and longs, and should have beaten the more talented team, but didn't. I agree. I, I digress. Two questions. What former Patriots defensive back does Jack Jones remind you of? Second question for Paul or Mike. In the postgame show, what is the what happened from the bad list and the you all right guy from the injured clips from? Well, that's you all right, right guys guy from Sandler movie. Yeah, yeah, that's my boy. That's my boy. With um, what happened? Uh, I'm not sure what what happened. That um, it might have Matt been from a Mighty again. Wind. That was one of the Christopher Guest movies. Um, I, oh God, I'm blanking on his name. The famous actor did, did had that was one of his bits. Um, but sorry, what was the first question? <laughs> Um, what what, what defensive what former back? Uh, defensive back I don't does have Jack anybody, Jones remind you? you of? Somebody who's small and scrappy. I don't know. I mean, he feels like one of those Terrence Wheatley type guys. I mean, I you know I don't know. I'm just throwing at a guy who was a little bit small, but yeah, he is. Kind of, yeah, that's that's not that's not bad. But is is around the ball a lot? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Is there anybody? I mean, Ellis Hobbs. Hobbs Ellis Hobbs a little bit maybe. I was gonna say Hobbs maybe a little. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Little I don't bit. really have any anyone that he reminds me of. Oh. It's very skinny. He is. He's going to need to put on some bulk, and he's going to need to to learn how to tackle because you can't just grab the ball in your attempt to tackle. Uh, he got up a lot of yards the other day doing that. Now, without him, they're not in the game. You don't yeah. you don't get that pick six. You're not even in that game. You know you want to play the Belichick two plays thing. <laughs> the pick six and the drop touchdown, thirty one seventeen. Right. Yeah. What about the touchdown that right. went off after the play clock expired? Uh, no, no. I only, we were only allowed two. We're only allowed two plays. Uh, what you think of that, Fred? Did you happen to see the the clip? What of was that? it like in the building? I mean, I don't think they, I don't think people in the press box realized which one. The, the Devontae touchdown Parker to touchdown, Parker. yeah, came like three three to four seconds after the play clock. Oh, spot. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that I was, don't know if I've ever seen one that egregious. I, that, that was a bad one. I'll say one more thing too. After watching the game, I, I'm not one to kill the refs, but this was just a terribly officiated game. How many times board, did they point the, the wrong board. direction for a penalty? Call, call the wrong side. I mean, it just some of the calls were missed. Some of the calls were. Uh, Thank just, you. It was These all over the place. Yeah. I, yeah. I, uh, it was bad. Preach it, it bro. Was bad. Yeah. These are my people. It God, was, I hate the officials. I, I thought, although I thought the horse collar was a good call by the rule. Yeah, by the rule, he didn't that, make initial contact with the nameplate. I thought it was ticky tack and didn't need to be called. Yeah, you know, it I was mean, close. Call me you know, Homer for that, but yeah. I mean, I I understand why they called it. I get what you're saying, Fred. Yeah. I just like to me, you know, when you can, let them play. I know Paul's tired of the rest, but if you're looking for tires. Bridgestone, the official tire of the New England Patriots, is also proud partner with Sullivan Tire, New England's headquarters for quality Bridgestone tires. Visit SullivanTire.com to find a location near you and go buy your Bridgestone tires. 
We're going to take a break. When we come back, more calls and emails here on a Tuesday, Patriots Unfiltered. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering and then whammo. Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra. 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. The ruling on the field stands. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. 
Then we give it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G ultra wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Bailey Zappi makes his NFL debut, replacing an injured Brian Hoyer. Low snap, quick throw to the left. It's stagged at the 49 of New England. Then the ball is knocked loose. And the Patriots had a shot at it. It might have got it back on the second effort. They did. A quick throw by Rodgers. The receiver had to extend to make the grab. And Jack Jones, the rookie, has it on the fumble by Dobbs. Brian drops back, he's pressured, he's sacked from the right, right and Gary gets to the quarterback. After the, the drive ending sack by Rashawn Gary, Brian Hoyer has been taken to the blue injury tent for the Patriots who have a 3-0 lead over Green Bay. Bailey Zappi makes his NFL debut, replacing an injured Brian Hoyer with 2.25 to go here at Lambeau Field in the first quarter with the Patriots on top 3-0 from his own 8-yard line. Early movement, it looked like Isaiah Wynn on the right side of the line for the Patriots Boy, with better, a full start. He better get it going. Watson in motion left right, a gift to him on the fly, seat to the 15, to the 10, all alone to the end zone. Touchdown Green Bay. And a Lambeau lead into the front row. Zappi fires to the right flank, caught by little Jordan Humphrey with a stiff arm. He runs to the far side. And Stokes forces him wide to the boundary, but it's a nice pickup of eight. Bailey Zappi's first NFL completion. Patriots go to work with Warren motioning left to right. That gets away the three receivers to the wide side left. The snap to Zappi. Hit by Gary for the right, and the quarterback goes down. And he's wrestling for the football. Second sack of the game by Rashawn Gary. He came in from the left side of the defense. Isaiah Wayne is a freaking turnstile. In a wrestling match for the football at the 30-yard line. Now third down and nine. Roger fires to the near side. Intercepted along the near sideline. Jack Jones to the 20, to the 10. Pick six. And a lead for the Patriots. Dylan to the right of Rodgers takes the snap. Back to the pocket. Throws down the middle for Tanya. Beats across the goal line with a catch. Touchdown, Green Bay. Stevenson behind Zappi, who turns and plays things. Stands and he stands in. He throws it to the right. Parker wide open at the 10, to the 5, to the end zone. Bailey Zappi with his first touchdown pass. And the Patriots regain the lead. Harris, hands on these, the single back. He takes the handoff, started left, cut it back to the middle, into the end zone! Touchdown!
Dodge to the right. He draws Jonathan Jones. Aaron Jones off the right side of Rodgers. Well, that right tackle is set back a couple I, of yards I, off the ball. I'm telling you, Bob, he's in the backfield. Rodgers leans forward. He takes the snap. He throws it to the right. Back shoulder for Dobbs. Makes the catch. Touchdown, Green Bay. Oh, oh, oh. Zappy with a play pick. A deep drop by Bailey. Stands in. He's pressured. He's hit. He's dropped. Inside the 20. The coverage was there, and the Packers get to the young quarterback. With a sack by Jared Reed, and then Rashawn Gary. Snap to Rodgers, dropping back. He lobs the throw deep down the right side for Dobbs. Has a step on Jones. Touchdown, Green Bay. Oh, there's your answer. No, the ball's loose. They say it's incomplete. Wow. He did not complete the you catch. you got to be kidding me. The officials, two officials converge. They each say incomplete. It's incomplete. He hit the, it hit the ground. It came out at the end. After a view, the receiver did not maintain control of the ball. Incomplete pass. The field stand. Wow. In overtime for the win for Green Bay. The snap and the kick. Airborne to the upright. That kick is good. Green Bay wins it. The final play of OT. 27-24. Hey, Pats fans, I'm here to tell you all about NFL All Day. With NFL All Day, all your favorite Patriots highlights become digital video collectibles called Moments. Not only can you buy and sell them on a secure marketplace full of thousands of NFL fans, you can also use them to compete in epic game day challenges. Check it out and find some moments from all your favorite Patriots players on NFLAllDay.com. That's NFLAllDay.com. All right, back here on Patriots Unfiltered, 855-PATS-500 is the ace ticket hotline. Web radio at Patriots.com is the email address. And, uh, Deuce, we got a little new content coming our way, right? Yeah, uh, well, for all those people that are waiting for the Lazar Parth podcast to return, uh, it's, it's coming maybe tomorrow, maybe the following Wednesday. But Wednesdays, Evan and uh, Alex will be back for, with a spot to – Offer their thoughts on uh, on all things Patriots. So, yeah, be on the lookout for uh, great name. Fred came up with it. Patriots catch twenty two. Well, um, you know, people listening, you this is the first uh, people that have he- are hearing about it. Um, it's not public knowledge yet, but we're giving you some inside. So that'll be Wednesdays every Wednesday from two to three. Yeah, Alex Barth in our own Evan Lazar, bringing back the band. Bringing back the band. They, yeah. uh, I mean, it's kind of funny listening to them just go back and forth with each other they they have a unique relationship so i think uh the people that that have listened to them for a while know so yeah it'll be good it'll be good i know i'm sure evan will be excited to uh and he'll still be on our show you know yeah i was like you know i mean to continue wednesday thursday come in after practice do some time with us and then he'll continue through uh on wednesday to his show and then on and then thursday he'll do his uh appearance on on rook's show so um yeah so it'll be good i'm excited Adding to the Patriots Podcast Network. Family. Yeah. yeah. Family of shows. Yep. All right. Uh, 855-PASS-500 is the ace hotline. Web radio at Patriots.com. James writes in. He says, simple question. Did Bailey Zappi earn himself a chance to start if Mac is out? I know Axel Hoyer has the experience, but is it worth finding out what Zappi can do with a game plan designed around him in a week of practice? If Paul is right and Mac won't be with the team as the starter in five years, is it worth seeing if Zappi has anything worth developing? I, think, I mean, I, I get why everybody wants it to be him. It's just the the element of unknown and the potential that's there. I don't. I mean, do you? Well, you. Why? Well, like, why well, you would you want to? I mean, like, oh, you I know. 
but I can say that I don't. I'm not sure that Mac Jones is the guy of the future. But why wouldn't you want that to be what it is? Oh yeah. Well, that you're that already a year plus yeah, into yeah. that development. I got what you're And we want to move on to Bailey Zappi? No, 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 no. I just, I just mean. But this guy's not alone, and I'm not making fun of him at all. I think there's yeah, a lot of people like that that want to see it. I don't know what you saw on Sunday that's so exciting. Right. Uh, they handed the ball off a ton. They didn't throw up on himself. Well, question. Um, you know, not to necessarily connect the two, but I mean, Jacoby Brissett probably didn't see a lot out of him in camp, right? When he was a rookie, do you yeah. think maybe just getting a chance? And, and no, you haven't seen a lot out of him eight years wow. into his no. career either. <laughs> but somehow he's managed to stick in the NFL. I mean, he can't be a total. Disaster, I think Bailey right? Zappi will be a, an NFL player for a long time. I do. That's and that's my As that's what I'm getting at. I mean, do you think though that getting a chance like this early in your career? And I'm not saying that this is what happened with Jacoby Brissett, but I assume that when he started those games in 2016, it was the same kind of thing of like, he can't, he, he just got, he doesn't know. But getting a chance or an opportunity to kind of get your feet wet a little bit, to maybe get a little notoriety, I just I wonder if that if those kind of things can kind of help you um, develop. I don't, I don't think he's going to overtake Mac. I haven't really seen anything to make me think that, you know, he has that potential, but... I don't know. It's just interesting that he's getting this experience now and, and, and how it might pay off down the road. Yeah. Uh, could pay off with a fifth-round pick for the Patriots. Right. <laughs> they trade him like somebody needs I would it, but ju- I, I would like just it, ask though. Again, yeah. I understand the, the mentality, but I would just ask what people really feel like they saw right. on Sunday. I mean, they he played the balance of the game. He went into the game in the first quarter, and the game went overtime. So that's basically a full game. They netted 75 yard pa- yards passing when he was in the game. Right. Like, what do you think they did? Yeah. They ran the ball. They got a pick six. They held on against Rodgers and had a chance at the end to win. The funny thing about it is, like, I don't hear a lot of, how can you even think about replacing Mac? I don't hear that's. That? That's, I guess, what my incredulousness comes yeah. from. Was I would look at it. that I am not the biggest supporter of Mac Jones, as you guys know. I would look at it and say, how could you even think about replacing Mac Jones with Brian Hoyer or right. Bailey Zappi? Right. No question. Right. I mean, if, that's, what, if, if it was that's like, what puzzles me the most. Yeah, if, if you took, like, um, Desmond Ritter or Kenny Pickett in the second round this year and Mac is out and now you get – Okay, now, right, let, Jordan let's Love. See, let's see what, Jordan Love. Let's see what this other guy who was kind of similarly yeah. touted in the draft. This is a guy who played at Houston Baptist for three years, right, and then went to Western Kentucky. Now maybe he'll develop into something more than that. He doesn't have like He's he six, doesn't have NFL traits. Would no. you agree? No, and there's there's nothing about him that can overcome being six one. He, he's small. Yeah, he doesn't throw the ball exceptionally well. He spins it pretty well, but he doesn't have a really strong arm. I do think that when he is in rhythm, it looks pretty good. I saw a lot of times this summer when it was not in rhythm, and he kind of gets out of the pocket trying to do too much at times, which I think they did a really good job of getting out of him. He took the sacks the other day instead of. Yeah. Throwing it into harm's way. That's where I think Joe Judge, to Fred's point early, Joe Judge, Matt Patricia, Bill Belichick, I think they did a good job with them on the sidelines and said, hey, if you don't give them the ball, we're going to have a chance. So if you're in trouble, just take the sack. If you don't think you can safely throw it away, take the sack. And he did. Yeah. And I think I think he showed um, – I agree with all your points. I, I just – I think he has a little something between the ears. I think he's he's – 
you know, smart, I processed as well, and obviously did what the coaches asked of him, as, as yeah. Paul just described. Now, I do think that there were some plays to be made the other day that he didn't. I don't expect them to. Yeah. I mean, the poor kid, like, this is why I, I would overlook anything negative from Bailey Zappi's game on Sunday because, I'm sorry, it's not fair. It wasn't fair. Right. But if he's going to get – just think about that Thursday night game that Jacoby Brissett started against Houston where the Houston kick returners decided to just give us the ball like three times in the first half, <laughs> handed us touchdowns. Uh, Brissett ran around the end for like 25 yards for one of those touchdowns. He really did nothing. Then they played the next week. You know, It was all his game plan, right? Playing Buffalo. It's all Jacoby Brissett. What happened? Right. Shut out. Yep. yep. Because they asked him to play quarterback the second week as opposed to just stay out of the way the first week. Yep. Uh, let's go to the Ace Ticket Hotline, 855-PATS-500. We'll start with John and Duxbury. Hey, John. Good afternoon, everybody. Hey, hey John. Uh, uh, just an FYI, uh, the rebroadcasting the Packers-Pats game tonight at 8 o'clock on the NFL Network, if you want to watch it again. But uh, the I lived it. I think that was the worst game I've ever seen Jonathan Jones play. He he could have got beat, but he got beat for one touchdown. It should have been two. And yeah. Dobbs dropped that ball in the end zone. I thought he struggled. I thought he struggled. The long uh, one at the start of the second half. I'll give him a little bit of a pass because I thought he had pretty good coverage yeah. on that play. But that the one to Lazard, yeah, yeah. thirty-two Goals. yarder down the sideline that to was Lazard, a perfect pass. Yeah, and yeah. I thought he had good coverage. I don't think he had good coverage on the touchdown. He had terrible coverage on the drop touchdown. And yeah, he didn't, he, you know, contrary good. to Tony Romo's belief, he didn't rip it away from him. Yeah, he. I mean, he didn't even give me the Sterling Moore. No. <laughs> Mike. No. 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 no I uh, by the way, in fairness to Jacoby Brissett, I will add that he had that bad thumb. He did. You know, in that, that, in that Buffalo game. But still, like, point stands. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is, um, I, I listened to you, you and Mike on the post game, and maybe I, I tuned in late, so maybe I missed that. But uh, when you were talking about players who played well, uh, New Don had a very good game. He had, yep. he had yep. five tackles. He was on our list. Assisted. Yep. He was. He was on yep. the good I list. Both, I, I think all three of us had him on yep. the list. Yeah. yeah. That's rare yeah, that we all well. we all but agree. The other thing, Paul, he did is on that interception, Jones's interception, he blew that guy out and gave him a clear path to the end zone. Uh, one, of, I think it was one of their wide receivers he took out of the play. Uh, yeah, if yeah no, he played He played well. He's played well so far. This is kind of like last year. He's got a burst. Four he's sacks in four games. Fresh. He's, yeah, he he's fresh He's played to me. well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's all I got, boys. Thank you. All right, And thanks, I even John. think, unlike last year, like last year I thought there were times like he would have a sack and I didn't really notice him. Mm. This year I think he's had a sack and he's had two or three other times where he's been forcing the ball out quickly, making a play here or there. Yeah, he's I mean, been he's, I think been he's very been good. good. I, yeah. His his closing burst kind of stuck out to me in a way that it didn't last year of just that, you know, that extra last minute he's getting close. He's He looks quick and in shape to me. Uh, Christian's in L.A. What's up, Christian? Okay. Turn down the Internet. I know everyone's giving credit to Bailey and the team for really uh, sort of coalescing around him. I want to talk about some of the stuff that happened at the end of the game that I thought was a little bit off. We are usually so good with situational football, and yet, to me, the three biggest plays in the game had to do with situational football. First, the two defensive plays at the end, with Aaron Rodgers on the 40, with only needing 20 yards to go to kick a field goal to win the game. 20? They needed five yards. We had to play a play 20 yards off the guy. Yeah, I agree. That was very curious. That's bad situational football. 
right? That situational awareness. And then also, with Bailey Zappi, when we were around the 40 or so, the running plays and then the, the, the kind of – I thought we should have done some sort of rollout with Bailey and just let him try to lose, use his legs on a cross pattern. If it's not there, you throw it away, you run it out, or you take the five yards, ten yards, and you get the first down. So I just wanted to hear you guys uh, take on what you think we did situationally wrong at the end of the game. I, I really agree with your point Thanks, about Christian. Um, the off coverage in overtime, Mike. We Both of us looked at each other and was like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that was a situation where they came out in a formation that Aaron Rodgers recognized immediately and said, we're going to check out of that and I'm just going to throw it out for him and take the easy five yards. Because, I mean, Christian is overselling it. They were on the 40. They only needed five yards for a field goal. Um and they ended up doing it two plays in a row to get in comfortable chip shot uh, range. They they actually ran that play twice to get one first down. Then I think they ran it three times, got another first down, and then they kneeled in the ball and kicked the field goal. At you know, like now you got very little chance of him missing a field goal. Um, I thought that was that was interesting. I didn't know if that was Jack Jones playing off or if he's being instructed to play off, which is my guess because knowing Jack Jones, he's looking to make a play. Yeah. Um, come downhill yeah so i thought that was strange the the mike and i actually debated this a little bit on sunday i think we really agree more so and you know i have to watch the trash talk segment on (laughs) on the tv show this week where we seem like we argue (laughs) about it (laughs) um but I, I thought there was some plays maybe that they could have taken a shot maybe on first or second down. I, and I think that's what's missing for me. Like, I think overall, I don't I don't think that the offense has been, you know, I think the first couple of weeks it was so much of like, oh, they don't even know what they're doing. Guys are running the same route. Like, all that. I, that stuff's kind of fallen by the wayside for me. I just, it's the specific moments. It's, and I think that's what made Josh great was that he often knew the right time to kind of push the button to change things up or maybe go in a different direction and, you know, I, I don't think it's totally crazy the development process that they've shown of all right, they can execute an offense, but you know, do they have the right little plays at the right little times to push? And I think that's something that they need to work on. When hey, we need something here, we need something right here. We got to spring something on them. Um, you know, find more of those kind Fred, of. Fred, we didn't get to talk to you in all seriousness about about this. Like, what what were your feelings on that overtime possession? The so pay- they take over on the forty nine. They take over on on the Patriots forty nine. They need a first down, probably 15 yards to get into legitimate Nick Folk territory. W- like, what are your thoughts on what they did? I have to be honest. I can't remember thinking, you know, for for really an instant, oh, the play calling's bad here. I no, just, I'm not necessarily – I'm just, just talking they, about the approach in general. No, I just think I they know what they could do, and I think they were playing conservative, but I don't think they felt they had a choice, and I, I, I couldn't really disagree. You know? Okay, so if you're going to be conservative, I think that they were conservative backwards. I, like, if you wanted to just run it, like I had said to Hardy before the series, just run it three times. They're not going to stop you from getting a first down. And they didn't. Yeah. They threw it. And I think if you were going to throw it. But maybe in that situation, they, they figured they would because they were loading up so much. I yeah, I just know. think on third and five, now you got to throw. Yeah. You know, then the defense is more prepared for it, and that was the one time that I thought Bailey Bailey Zappy, not Jake Bailey. You keep calling him Bailey. I love uh, it. It really bugs me. Um, the first name thing bugs me. I don't know if you know that, Fred. Yeah. Um, I thought that was one of the only times that he really looked flustered on that play. 
Yeah. I thought he had Hunter, Hunter Henry. Henry right off the right off the break, yep. and he didn't. He like he escaped. I thought a, a reasonably clean pocket, kind of got disoriented and threw it into harm's way. I mean yeah. that was that was a bad that one. was a dangerous throw. Um, I thought first or second down was a time to to throw. Like you load up, you got the extra. You got Mar- Marcus Cannon out there eligible. Hard play action, quick little toss to Stevenson in the flat, or maybe Hunter Henry. You know, get a key, you know a cheap eight yards, and then you and then you just pound yeah. away. Yeah, or on third and on third and five, so they stop the second down run for nothing. Can you do it again? Because we're going to do it two more times, and I don't think you can stop me. Now on fourth and five, I would have punted. I think you made the right move to yeah. punt. I, yeah. I I wonder on that on that third down play with Hunter Henry. That, that's where the size kind of concerns me with those quick. In cuts when you've got the front of your line right there, can he see over those guys and and find that hole? And and we should point out, Prussian Paul Perillo coming through. For those of us listening earlier in the show, Paul mentioned Garrett Gilbert as a potential. Well, and I, I, in fairness, I mentioned Jake Dolagala first. So, <laughs> but alas, I covered. I, I played coverall. Reports have the Patriots signing Garrett Gilbert to the practice squad. So. Call me now for your free reading. <laughs> I just thought. You? I just thought in terms of someone who's been, been here. here recently. Danny Etling would fall into that category, except for I don't think Barely. Danny Etling's a quarterback. Yeah, right. So I wanted a guy who actually, you know, a quarterback who actually plays, you know, quarterback. Yeah, so maybe, uh, I mean, it might be as probably a sign that, that at least Hoyer's not going to be ready to go immediately right. at the very and, least. And, and I, I do wonder if because of that, see that no look, Freddie? Yeah. Uh, I, if because of that, if, if you get some pressure on, on Mac Jones, if he feels the pressure, not the pressure from the team, but he feels it internally, and, and rushes back. I, I, I would that would concern me. I think he has a chance to play because of the situation. If Brian Hoyer was healthy, I don't think there's any chance Mac Jones would play Sunday. I think you're right, Paul. Though I mean, this is but like, that worries I, me. I'm getting to the point now where I think my biggest worry is: Is Mac going to try to play when he shouldn't try to play and hurt the team and hurt, hurt himself. himself? Like I think he's going to be a sitting duck. Yeah. Let's back to the phones. Brian's in Florida. What's up, Brian? Brian. Hey, guys. Hey. Yes, I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller here in Florida. Thank you. And, uh, Paul, to mention kind of what you were saying, uh, I thought the play calling at the uh, overtime, when they had the first and five, I thought they really should have thrown it to the flat on that second and five and got one-on-one with the back to, to get a couple yards because you knew they were gonna, we knew we were going to run it at that point. They knew we were going to run it. And yep. I wanted to ask another thing. Did Stevenson ever get to run it? I noticed they went with Harris in overtime, but I thought Stevenson was the better back with the defense being up on the line. And I had one other thing with Mac Jones. I, re- I think we're reaching out looking for Zappi because we're not quite seeing what we want to see out of Mac. We're not comfortable with Mac, and we're looking for the, the next golden star. And that's why I think that we're not all saying, hey, we want Mac back as soon as possible. I'll shut up and uh, move on. But thanks, guys. Yeah, it was thanks, Brian. No, it was no. Harris on the two runs. Yeah, no Stevenson. No Stevenson. Um, I, I mean, I, I hear, and I thought Mike really articulated it well. You know, sometimes like the the new thing, that the unknown thing. Right. That's you know, well, maybe he's actually a superstar. I just don't know how you can look at it and watch what he did on Sunday and say, yeah, that's what we're missing. Like Mac Jones against Baltimore made more plays. In that game, then I think he made in any game before that. Like, if you were like, if you were at all a believer in Mac Jones, the Ravens game had to give you some hope. Yeah, yeah. 
I know he made mistakes. I know he, he, you know, he threw interceptions, and that's why I said like it's hard to say like the best game he ever played is a game that he had no touchdowns and three picks. It wasn't the best game he ever played, but there were times in that game where he's never looked better. Yeah, and it's easy to come out of that game and and hey, you not got hurt. Just say, yeah. just don't throw picks. And that's I, it. I Play think, that way. Don't throw picks. I think if they just, you know, I've said this before, he's gonna make mistakes. Let him make the mistakes. He'll get better. Yeah, he'll, he'll, you know, if 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 what we're told about him is true that his you know, biggest asset is between the ears. He will learn from those mistakes, but you got to let him make it because that's how you work. That's how it works in the NFL. It's through experience. You got to you got to see it for yourself and experience it for yourself. You can watch film all day, but until you get out there with that speed, um, it, you just you can't improve until you actually do it. Yeah, uh, Paul, I saw you. Uh, I saw you. Clapping back a little bit at Tommy Curran on the uh, Brady 2002 thing. Do you think that there's any truth to that, though, of yes. a second-year quarterback oh, yes. feeling it out, being aggressive, good yes. and bad? Yes, that's what Fred is talking about. Sometimes you have to just let the guy try to make plays and figure out what doesn't work. Right. What, I, what can I what but, can yeah. and what I what can't I, What do. I clapped back about is it, he makes it sound like he was mistake-prone that yeah, year. But. but the difference is Mac Jones has been mistake-prone without the plays. Tom Brady was mistake prone with more more big plays than he had made the previous year. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I, I agree with Fred's mentality. I like this is why like it's both sides. Do you remember a long, long time ago, Tom Jackson made an idiotic comment on ESPN about Brett Favre, saying, One thing I've always admi- admired about Brett Favre, and I'm paraphrasing, but this is pretty close. One thing I've always admired about Brett Favre is he's never afraid to throw an interception. And of course, you know, the cackling hyenas that have a spreadsheet here that says interceptions, bad. We can't throw interceptions. <laughs> Don't take into consideration how many times a guy trying to force one in there and getting picked off is outweighed by the 15 times that he tried to force one in there and, and made a huge play that ultimately led to a lot of points being scored right. for your team. That's what Tom Jackson meant. Yeah. He's not going to be swayed out of his mentality because he makes a mistake or two because he knows he's good enough that more often than not he's going to make the play now some guys have that mentality and they make more mistakes than than plays Brett Favre wasn't one of those guys he made more plays than mistakes and Brady learned I think Tom Curran is right Brady learned in 2002 the plays that he couldn't make. Yeah, it's like but telling, he made a lot more than like he didn't. Telling Aaron Judge, don't swing for the fences because you know you strike out. You know, I'll take the strikeouts. Sorry, I got a sneeze brewing. <laughs> oh. uh, let's go to Mark in Florida. What's up, Mark? Hey guys, how you doing? Hey Mark, you're uh, you're certainly right on the right on the ball with everything, and what we're missing is someone great. Right now, we have no one great. I was hoping that you know Bill could be great this year for us, but he's strung out too far too. So hopefully, Zappy gets wins one game, motivates Mac, let Mac come in, and maybe become great and help this team. Because without someone great, you're not really going to go much further than we are. Yeah, eight wins off. I mean, you hate to say it, but like, who is great on the Patriots? Thanks, Mark, and like. You can't honestly say anyone is an all-pro caliber type player. No. You know? Nope. No. And, I mean, yeah, and, you know, and I, I wonder, you know, we want Barmore to be great, you know, but he's not there yet. He's not there yet. Cole Strange isn't there yet, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, what? Stevenson, I think, you know, but he's a running back and it's the NFL and, you, you know, you have to be uh, – 
Plus, he's not. I mean, he's not that. Yeah, it's such a weird. He's not sweet McCaffrey. Spot, right. or it's such a right. weird Barkley. sweet spot with those that you're so good that you're the whole offense. Like, right. you got to live in that place where you're like you're not too right. good where you're the whole offense. But I think every he's time they more explosive than Harris, but he's not explosive like those guys. You right. know, now Thornton's great, but he hasn't been able to show it yet. I mean, really <laughs> I'm, great. I'm only kidding. Uh, it, I mean, all seriousness about Thornton, I'd be curious to see if he practices this week. If yeah. he's back yep. out there tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Neil in New Brunswick, with all due respect to moral victories, we're one and three in last place in our division. My question is, fair, which, fair, wh- fair statement right there. Which version Bill actually calls the shots? Because I think it would be really good if Coach Bill would just fire GM Bill and hire an actual GM. Sunday proved Coach Bill is still the best, but he doesn't have the players to make it work. We are paying two tight ends a total cap hit of twenty-three million, and I don't think they have ten total catches in four games. What Debo Samuel did last night, caught a four-yard pass and then took it 50 yards for a touchdown, no one on our team can do that. Until we have that, we're stuck in the bottom half of the league. I mean, I don't, I don't totally disagree. I mean, I, you know, it's, a, they, it's simplifying it, but, I mean, you're right. I mean, it's just – I mean, do we at all go with anything that we've seen the last two games where they have at least made a couple of plays down the field, especially the Baltimore game? You know, I'm kind of – Grasping. Ignoring this game, like yeah. you can sit there and say you don't have anybody to make a play when you know you have your third string quarterback in the field. Like it's hard to have that. Yeah, I, I mean, I do think that there is a good team in there, and I think you've seen it for you know small periods of time that they have been able to execute on both sides of the ball and, and look pretty good. But it, I mean, I think it just goes back to training camp where I think the phrase kept is just is not consistent. They'd have a play here, a play there, they'd have a bad play, and that's kind of carried over yeah. through the first four weeks of the season. I think that w- one thing that's kind of like coming out to me like last year and this year is there were a lot of teams over the the, the last 20 years that I sort of looked at as kind of like well that they're, they're no good you know they went seven and nine you know Minnesota Vikings yeah they're no good but what I'm kind of realizing is some of those teams that you know some weeks they win some weeks they lose you know they 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 fall short you know against Green Bay you know like in the Vikings case they have periods of time where they look pretty good. They play pretty well. They have talent. They have ability. But they don't have enough ability to consistently stack up when it counts against good teams. And that's why I look at the Patriots the last two years. Like, I, I agree with Mike. I think there have been times where, yeah, all right, I see what they're doing. And I, I'll say this. The preparation, the first drive of every game, yeah, has been really good. So I know they can still put it together. I know Bill still knows what he's doing. Because they come out and they put a drive together. They go right down the field. They're effective. But they can't hang. They can't stay that way. Um, and, and especially, I think, when the, when the, the competition is, is tough. I, I look or at them. when they make mistakes, right? Well, yeah. but that's why you make mistakes because yeah. the competition's tough. Yeah. Uh, Peter says, I think it's fair to say 2022, what a draft. Uh, Green Bay Packers were there for the taking. And New England Patriots are about to go five and three in a blink of an eye. Yeah, I mean that's what everybody expects. I don't. I mean, I hope. I, I heard somebody say they're going to go four and one in their next five games. It's lined up that way. I think like, four and one is bare like minimum. Like if you're going to do that, this is the stretch of the the schedule where you could, but. I mean, the quarterback issues. Yeah, like, we're in a I, tough like, spot here, Mac folks. If was healthy and everything had kind of unfolded the same, I, I, I yeah. might kind of agree with that. But with the uncertainty of quarterback right now, I have no idea what it's going to look like this weekend and how you're, 
you know, going to match scores with, with the Lions. Yeah. Just, we're trying to cobble some things together here, guys. Yeah. You just line up and run the ball against Detroit. You should move the ball. You should shorten the game. And you should be able to win it. I hope you're right. You really should be able to beat these teams. Now, I don't know what the Colts are exactly. To me, that's the ultimate Jekyll and Hyde team. Yeah. I mean, you saw it on display Sunday. They looked awful in the first half. Then they blew doors off in the second half and fell short because Jonathan Taylor had an unfortunate fumble on a short yardage play. But that's not going to be an easy game. The other ones, you should win. You should beat Chicago at home. Definitely. You should beat Detroit at home. And I'm sorry, you should beat the Jacoby Brissett-led Cleveland Browns. Uh, Harpreet writes in, can we talk about the third down? And something pops up and gets in the way. Ah. Oh. Fat fingers? No. Darn. Good job, Hold on, Hardy. hold on. Hold, can please. Can we talk about what? Hold, Good please. Job, Hardy. <laughs> uh, can we talk about the third down that Nelly dropped? Uh, the f- third down pass. At yeah. first, the announcer said he threw it too low, but once they showed the replay, you could see it hit Nelly right in the chest. I think the reasoning behind this is because Nelson is used to Mac Jones and used to his pea shooter. Then Zappy was thrown in and had to gesture his cannon. <laughs> You're out of your mind. <laughs> yeah. You're out of your mind. Uh, but that was a killer drop. It was I mean, a, that was one of the best drop. It was one yeah. of the better throws Zappy made. It was the, the best throw yeah. he made. It was a second and 12 play, and it would have set up third and short. Um, but um, if you think that Bailey Zappy's arm strength is noticeably stronger <laughs> than Mac Jones's, then you're not watching football because neither one of those guys has a major league arm. Uh, Tom in Northwest New Jersey, it was my initial feeling that Zappy should start when Mac went down, but Paul's insistence it was a stupid idea made me abandon it and feel foolish for thinking it. <laughs> uh, it's not like we and, saw. And, and then and then you watched Brian Hoyer go out, march right down the field, going five for six, and somehow that made you think that you were right after. No, all. he's saying he was wrong. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't sound it. No, he says he, he realized it was a stupid idea. But that, <laughs> that's laced with that sarcasm. No, and he felt foolish for thinking it. I think he's that's being, laced with sarcasm. No, I don't think so. Are you kidding me? I, I, oh, put me in my place. And I I'm think grateful. I think he's saying you put him in his place. I think it's true. Uh, it's not like we saw 07 Tom Brady or even '79 Steve Grogan, but I think we saw enough to be excited to see what comes out of the QB position during Max injury. I'm excited to see what this kid can do. Of course, I don't wish injury on Hoyer, but I think allowing Zappy to start should be a no-brainer until Mac is back. And please, Fred, stop. Okay, so now do you do you now agree that it was laced with sarcasm? I do. <laughs> so uh, the guy who handed off 110 times was more impressive than the guy that threw the ball five for six in, in, in leading a, a scoring drive. Yeah. Please, Fred, stop calling the Jets New Jersey. It's insulting to the state I call home. Love the show except when you bag on New Jersey. I uh, used to live there. I can bag on it. I mean, this is where they are. I mean, what do yeah, you, what they, do you want to say? I mean, they, they practice and play in New Jersey, right? A two and two. Yeah. Uh, well, here's where I'm going to play Fred's side of the street. Yeah. This is, where I, this is the beauty of me. I can argue anything. So those five games, right? It's Detroit. Chicago. No, it's Detroit. Browns. Cleveland. Yeah. Chicago. Chicago Jets, Jets. Colts. Indy. Jets. Okay. Three of those teams have a better record than you. Right now. Yep. The only team that – wait a minute. Chicago's 2-2. Two and two. Four, of them, two and four two. of them have a better record. And the only team that has One the same record Detroit. is uh, Detroit. So we're penciling in 5-0 and oh against teams that have better records than I we know. do. I know. That's – people – it's not – 
It's not 2014, 2016. With no idea who's playing quarterback. It's 2022. It's a whole, it, you have to rejigger everything, you know? Take the eraser off your pencil. And I just pencil. look at, like, I look at the defense put, the last put it back two weeks on your pencil. against, you know, you know, decent, not great offenses, especially this week. This is a bad offense. Green Bay is averaging less than 16 points a game coming into the game. And th- and they've been able to move the ball at will against you. Like, Detroit is high-powered, at least on paper, and we're just, you know, yeah, Bailey's happy. Bailey's happy. Uh, I think they should win the game. I don't think there's any excuse to lose the game. Russell writes in, with what looks like changes being made to concussion protocols and players being let back in or out or held out of a game after exiting due to a head-related injury, do you think there will be more time spent on backup quarterbacks being more ready to play? Also, I'm going to assume a quarterback gets signed to the practice squad. It already happened. Well, um, and elevated on game day. But if Mack is 75 80% more healthy than last week, does he serve as the emergency backup until fully healthy? I just, I mean, it's such a fine line of, like, how healthy is always healthy enough to go, especially with an ankle. I mean, Paul, you've said it a bunch of times already of – if he's going to go out there and give it a go, do you feel great about him not you know, getting rolled up on, having a move in the pocket? I, I, Based on what I saw Mac Jones three days ago, standing still, just in I the middle really, of practice, I, just, I don't know I, how I worry about it. I know I'm going to sound really hypocritical because I've been somewhat you know, lukewarm on Mac Jones. I, I, I've said many times, I do not think he stinks. I think he's good. I don't think he's great. Um, but I also don't want to risk, like, losing him for a longer period of time. And I'm not necessarily saying career-threatening or anything dramatic, but I do worry about a guy. What if what if he's, like, standing in the pocket and he says, I, I, this is probably the time for me to get out of here right now, but I know I can't. So I'm going to stand in a half a second longer and get this out, and bang, he gets his light switch lowered. Then something bad happens. I'm not necessarily saying something happens to his ankle to further it. I'm saying he takes a hit that he wouldn't have normally taken. I mean, and even normally, he's getting lit you up get once hit. a game. Like, even normally, he's getting hit pretty hard. And like I said, with Jonu Smith not available, maybe, does that mean you can't just make the switch to, to Marcus Cannon? I don't know. I don't know. Because Wynn has struggled. And I just think that there's some risk involved if you want to turn it over to – if you want to turn it over to, to – uh, Mac Jones and just, you know, hold him out and just say, we know you're not 100%. Go out there. Like, there's a lot of risk involved. There's a lot of risk in there, especially if he's your long-term guy. I think I had a seizure in the middle of that sentence. I kind of forgot uh-huh. what I was even talking about in the middle. I was just like, oh, I'm back now. That's all right. I, 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 I'm used to it now, Paul. I followed you <laughs> right along. I speak. I speak, Deuce. Where'd Fred go? I don't know. Fred, I think, uh, oh, I thought he got a call from – Fred leaves, and we don't know what to do. I thought we he just, got a call from Big Cheddar. We just stand here and stare at That's usually the only, re- the only way you ever see him leave the show in the middle is... Big Cheddar? Yeah. Someone with the last name beginning with K calls, and he has to go. But evidently, it was just nature. <laughs> and he's back. I'm back. Turn your mic on, Fred. How are we doing? We're just Good. sort Trying of reiterating the, of the fears of having Mac Jones play, which neither one of us rules out, by the way. Yeah, I don't, but like against, his, like against my better judgment of, of letting him play. I mean, I didn't think I, – I knew 1,000% he wasn't playing last week. But beyond that, I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I really don't I think mean, he plays. I mean, I think now – I think it's a fair guess to say the insistence was on his part that he could get out there sooner than – That's yeah. kind of – I told you I had that epiphany yeah. late last week. Yeah. 
That's what it seems like. Yeah, he he wants to get out there, which you know, good for him. You know, but now the team ha- now yeah. the team has to step in and protect it. Right, right. Um, phones are stacking up here. Uh, let's go to Eddie in Florida, our third Floridian in a row. What's up, Eddie? Eddie, hey, not much. Hey, so listen, I got two. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Perfectly. Yes. Okay, great. So I got two points, and then I got a follow-up trivia question for Paul. Love it. First point was second and five at midfield in overtime. Just too obvious uh, play action pass. I, I don't. I don't get that. I mean, anyways. Second point, um, just as easily as we could beat any of the following teams coming up, we can lose to any of the following teams coming up. We have to play near perfect football, mistake-free, well, uh, execution, high level. I don't think yeah, you have to play. Those are my two points. But yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. I, I agree with your premise. I think they. I, I think Fred is right. You, you can't just automatically say, and I don't automatically say, that they're going to win all these games. I think they will win at least four of them. But I don't automatically say there's no chance they're gonna they're, they're gonna lose. I, I I boy things have changed on this show, huh? I just want one, Paul being more optimistic. Win. Paul saying I no I think they're gonna right. win four of these no, games. I think wow. But I think you're right. I yeah. don't think you can pencil in Detroit yeah. as a win, Fred. The yeah. only one I pencil in as a win is Chicago. They will not lose to a guy who they will not let pass. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They won't lose that game, but I think they can lose any of the other four. Yeah. I mean the Jets. It's a hairy. I mean, but I don't think they will. Like just because I don't think they're going to win, I don't think they're going to lose. Doesn't mean that they will. I guarantee you that Jet game is a dog match, a dog fight. Sure, I guarantee you. They almost always are. You know when when they play the Jets at the Jet. Now the the scores have been out of control. Yeah, but the games haven't. You know, like last year, that game was more than competitive, and Zach Wilson just kept throwing pick after pick. Right, and and eventually we pulled away. Right, exactly that game, and then we blew them out in in Foxborough. We always kill them here. There's a lot of we talk there. We and first them. names. We we and them. Who, I don't even. Right. I don't even you? know who I am. Eddie's anymore. got a trivia question for you, Paul. Paul, it's it's a follow up trivia question based on the six offensive linemen uh, from the mid seventies. We rattled off. You rattled off the names pretty damn easily. But can you do the numbers as well? Uh, so we're talking about the offensive line in the seventies. So John Hanna, seventy three. Is that what you mean? Yeah. yeah, the one that set the record. Yeah, okay. So jo- so John Hanna was number 73. Is that what you mean? Pete Brock was yeah. 58. Bill Lankaitis, 67. Yeah. Sam Adams was 61. Shelby Jordan was 74. Wow. <laughs> right? You Who's thought like, you had him, right? Uh, Leon Gray. Leon Gray was 70. Wow. The only one I didn't get was Bill Lankaitis. Great job. I was going to say that. That's the yeah. six offensive linemen that played regularly because right. Lankaitis yep. and Brock used to alternate. That's right. Alternate. Doc, Doc Lankaitis. Well, that's why I was a kid then. That's like that's my wheelhouse. I'll never know me anything too. like I do. Me like, too. You know? Yeah. Me too. I can name I was t- almost 53 man roster back then. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, guys. Have a great day. All right. Thanks, Eddie. Uh, let's go to Zamir in Maine. What's up, Zamir? Yeah. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Good. I, I just had a question about, um, I think something that Paul said maybe last week, um, he had mentioned that the uh, the passing yards are down um, <laughs> over the course of the year. Is that is that right? Yeah, they were heading into last week. I don't know where they stand now. I know there were some big performances over the weekend, but heading into last week, the passing numbers were down. Gotcha. I, and I had a silly question. I don't know if it makes sense or not, but are the penalty yards up? 
So no, no penalties are do- penalties are down. I believe for the, down too? Okay. For the Patriots. Because I was thinking, no, uh, league. If you gotcha, yeah, I was thinking if you don't get the forty-yard bomb, but you have a forty-yard pass interference, then the, yeah, the no, that's a that's a fair point. Okay. Yeah, so that, that wouldn't count in passing yards. That's a fair point. But no, I don't think penalties are up. Um, I think that the the premise that a lot of people are going with, and I don't know if, if this is valid or not, but there's been a. Um, sort of a, a change in a lot of teams that are doing the similar kind of things with too high safety looks and trying to keep yeah. everything yep. in front. Um, and it just – it's not conducive to the deep game, the deep ball. Um, so, gotcha. okay. you know, I, I think that people are getting pressure on the passer more frequently and taking away the big play. So you, you're doing the whole Belichick thing, make him go 10, 12, 14 plays, and sooner or later we'll get some pressure, we'll cause a – you know, we'll, we'll cause an incompletion and we'll get off the field. Yeah. Um just a, gotcha. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty spoiled. Um, I started playing football when I was 10 back in 2000, so this is all I've ever known is winning. But I feel like you're right. The Patriots for the past 20 plus years have had they've always had everything in front of them, everything in front of them, everything in front of them, and yep. it's just it just it's been the 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 normal. You know, that's all I've ever known. Yep. But perfect. No, I appreciate the answer, guys. You guys have a great day. Thanks. I was just going to give you. I know we talked about penalties, the up, updated pay, Patriots penalties. They're 26th overall in the number of penalties. They're third overall in pre-snap penalties. Third worst in pre-snap penalties. That, and that was so the, seven pre-snap penalties. That was the point worst. I was trying to make. Like you know, you're good at get penalties, but you can't have the ones that can't be ignored. Um, although in this case, they did have one that was ignored. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got delay. a touchdown out of yeah. it. So they're. One of the least penalized teams in the league. Twelfth, but yeah. but they have the third most pre-snap penalties. Seven pre-snap penalties. They're twelfth on offense, twenty-sixth on yeah. defense, sixteenth in special boring. teams. But yeah, the pre-snap penalties are are a bugaboo. All right, uh, let's go one more call, and we'll get back to the emails. Uh, Eldred's in North Carolina. Hey, Eldred. What's he listening to? Sounds like he's cheating on us. Yeah, Eldred. We're supposed to be the only podcast he listens to. All right, call back. It's very sad. It's very poor. Uh, Claire's writing in. Hello, everyone. Hello, Marin. Hello. Uh, I got to say this felt this was a not win game rather than a loss. I don't feel too bad about it, to be honest. So with what you guys were saying about John O. Smith possibly being out for a few games, do you see the Patriots looking for a veteran tight end to bring in, especially a blocking one? You know, I hate to say it, Claire, but ever since you kind of came on board and started this whole tight end thing, the Patriots Patriots have been completely devoid of tight end play. (laughs) Completely devoid of tight end play. Yeah. (laughs) Scared him away. Claire, pick pick another position. I think the Hunter Henry (laughs) thing is interesting to me. Yeah, Hunter Henry had nine touchdowns last year, and now he's a complete and total afterthought. It's a, there's he's a, had nine there's targets. A disconnect. A like disconnect. what happened? I don't know. And this isn't on the tight ends. No, I mean I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's an offensive thing. If if they're trying to push the ball down the field more, it's just they seem like they are more focused on making those guys block. And I just it's it's they're not good at it. It's not it's not positive the way when they're forced to block and come and pull and lead the way and they they get in the way kind of but they don't really move anybody and you know it's 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 you know to Claire's point it's like I'd almost rather have at least a guy who's a really effective blocker because at least you know you're getting one thing out of them for sure but if you're not getting any receptions out of these guys they're not really pass it's this is what we're talking about they're just they're not contributing really 
in any way. And in, in some cases in the blocking game, I feel like they're hurting. Now, that said, we talked about third down. Hunter Henry was there. So I think there are moments that these guys are open, but I, I wouldn't really say that with Janu. I don't feel like they've missed on a lot of plays with Janu. Um, I, I don't get it. It's a disconnect somehow, and, and that's one thing I think when you know Mac does come back. Can, can that return, especially in the red zone, as they get down there to get more reps in the red zone, get, get, get Hunter Henry some touchdowns? Uh, Philippe in Rio de Janeiro writes in, as much as the Bailey Zappi conversation is interesting and revealing of what Patriots fans truly think of Mac Jones, can we talk about the other Bailey on the team, the most expensive punter in the league, Jake Bailey? He's now entering his second bad season and had a particularly bad game against the Packers after Belichick stressed throughout the week the importance of field position. Sorry if you already discussed it. I missed the first part of the show, and we'll have to catch up afterwards. Yeah, well, I mean, Andy treated, tweeted out today, which I noted, uh, that Bailey's 29th in gross and net punting. So, you know, it's just – I mean, I, it, that's tough for me to Just really, so you know, that's up. That's up from what it was, was last, last year. last week. So – I don't know. I, I struggle to really truly f- judge punters accurately based on these kind of numbers, but I don't think he's really helped them a lot in, in terms of the field position. I think the uh, the punt that he had um, at the end of the fourth quarter was particularly bad. Thirty six yard punt when they were backed up. You know, sometimes the 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 gross numbers can be misleading if you're punting a lot from around midfield. You know, you, you know, you could have a, a 35-yard punt that gets down at the five, and that's you know, that's a terrific punt. You know, yeah. But when you're punting from your own 15, with I don't know three minutes left, and you get a 36-yarder off, you know, only because Romeo Dobbs dropped a touchdown did you survive that. That should have been game set match. That was a bad punt in yeah. a in a big time, in a big in a big spot. Uh, Jack and Inaba. Rome wasn't built in a day, nor will the post-Brady Patriots be built in a day. Nevertheless, from the Patriots' gritty overtime loss to Green Bay at Lambeau, the outlines of the formidable edifice of the next championship Patriots team began to appear. In vindication of Belichick's last three drafts, young Patriots are emerging as consistent playmakers and potential difference makers. Mike Unwenyu, Cole Strange, (laughs) Damian Harris, Ramonde Stevenson, Christian Barmore, Jack Jones, Marcus Jones, Bailey Zappi. Mac Jones, too, if he weren't injured. The Patriots still have a way to go, but after last Sunday's performance, I have hope for the future of this team. What do you think? I need more. I need more out of those guys. I need to see them, you know, win. That would help, too. But, I, I mean, I you know, I think there's some truth in what he's saying with on Wenyu, and, I mean, I really liked him at, at right guard. I think he's been effective there this year. Um, but, you know, I just – I don't think – there's no – nobody's developing into – star players you know like then that's like my hope of on paper it doesn't look like they have those guys but the hope would be that you've got a good team that's well coached and they play together and guys start to emerge from that and all of a sudden guys you know like a Rob Ninkovich you know emerges and oh all right this guy knows how to play and we can he develops and he becomes an impact player and as much as you want to say the last three drafts were great I mean that was the 20 draft draft that great I mean I like Kyle Duggar I don't I don't love him I don't feel like they're oh he's a slam dunk safety for the next 10 years here um Uche he, he, he was playing Jennings. like a guy who had was a little injured yeah no, but yeah. And I what like have him. you seen from Kyle Duggar that like to Mike's point like I think Kyle Duggar's fine I, I like I don't have any problem with Kyle Duggar but he's not a guy that I look back and say we've got Kyle Duggar back in that 20 draft what like yeah Michael Owenu. Michael Owenu wasn't playing uh, in place of Ted Karras last year. 
So now he's playing because you lost two offensive linemen and someone's got to play. And it's Michael Lewenu. I I agree with Mike. I think he's he he's played fine at guard. I like th- that's not going to make the difference. Having you know a couple of good running backs and a couple of good guards as your draft picks. That's not what championship foundations are built upon. I know that that sounds funny, because the old school way of you got to build from within and be strong. Yes, you can't have a terrible offensive line. But you don't have to have first-round picks and in, in, in third-round picks running the ball in order to be a championship-caliber team. You have to have some playmakers along the way, and they really don't have any mm. on either side of the ball, in my mind. I mean, now, maybe Jack Jones is a playmaker on defense. Maybe. maybe. You know, I'm, I'm willing to say, like, first game, he goes out causes two turnovers. Maybe, maybe this is what he is. Yeah. Maybe he's just one of those guys. He's going to make plays. If he is, that's a start. But do you think that you're going to win a championship just like lining up and running the ball? No, no. You need you need the you need the big positions, right? Like you, yeah. you how need many the championships did Derrick Henry win? You need zero. Oh. zero. Okay. You know how like we play teams and we look at some of their players. He's a problem. He's a problem. Who on the Patriots when other teams are planning for us say he's a problem? I mean, a little Judon. I mean, I think he's okay. Good play- I think he's a good yeah. player. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll give you that. You know, for be, some reason, but, when you just said that, I thought you said, uh, I thought you said Uche. <laughs> you said Judon. I was like, what's that? What, what, what's that now? Facetious. But I mean, uh, that's the positions you need. Like, you need a receiver. You need a quarterback. You need a pass rusher. I mean, I, I'd throw a linebacker in there that can make plays and you know get sideline to sideline. And, and it'll, they don't really have those. I mean, you could say Judon off the edge, and, and I do think that that's apt, but. There's yeah. not a lot of depth and not, not a lot of, of guys not a lot of things to worry about. It's a problem for yeah. the other team. Um, quick uh, game to end the show. I got to get going. Uh, this is from Anthony. Rashawn Slater's out for the season. If interested, ideal win to the Chargers in a heartbeat for a fourth or maybe a third, fourth swap deal. Um, that was just a comment. You're would not you, getting a third round pick for Isaiah Win. Just to say that. Would you rather questions answer which you think would make the team better? Would you rather have Judon and Barmar combined for 30 sacks or Harris and Stevenson combined for 30 touchdowns? <laughs> 30 touchdowns. 30 touchdowns. <laughs> 30 touchdowns. I mean, that's yeah. crazy. you got to score to win. <laughs> uh, Mac averages 300 yards, three touchdowns, and two turnovers a game, Ooh. or he averages 180 yards, one touchdown, and .25 turnovers per game. The latter. Yeah, the latter. You do the latter yeah. over the former? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Living on that edge. Uh, Janu and Henry combined for 15 touchdowns, or Jones rookies combined for 15 interceptions. Touchdowns. Titans. Touchdowns are Titans. more important than anything. Yeah. I don't know. I don't you got to score touchdowns. Kind of 15 fun. interceptions. I don't know. It's seven apiece, yeah. back and forth. Touchdowns. And then somebody else can score the touchdowns. Uh, Folk attempts 55 field goals and misses only one, or Folk attempts only 25 but misses eight. So what he's saying, we're kicking a lot of field goals. 25. Yeah, 25, because that means they're scoring touchdowns. Hopefully. Yeah, we hope. And not even just they, yeah. they can just Yeah, get I'm going to gonna extrapolate and say they're scoring touchdowns. That's why he didn't attempt any field goals. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, I would say, well, 54 field goals, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of points. Good. All right, uh, that's going to do it for this edition of Patriots Unfiltered. We'll be back tomorrow at noon. Um, tomorrow's Wednesday. Uh, but I do want to let you know something. And this is what it is. Uh, The Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism is bringing you this show. It's brought to you by them. Are they the sponsors of the show or like 
one of them. I don't know. Anyway, great memories are made in Massachusetts no matter how you choose to make them. Indoors or outdoors, scenic views or city vibes, solo or family style. Whatever moves you, whatever the season, plan your perfect Massachusetts getaway at visit-ma.com. That's visit-ma.com. For those of you listening not from Massachusetts, go visit them and plan your trip right now. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.